Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we're going to another movie episode of Games My Mom Phone. I am Mike Herbert, and who are the boys? Hello again, friend of a friend. It's Michael Hughes. And I'm Bill Tucker from A Gamer Looks at 40, and we are Games My Mom Found, and we are here to make you think about death, get sad, and stuff. <laughs> I'm not sure how I butchered the opening after doing it so many times. Nah, it's only been like 350 times. I mean, no, no one would know had you not brought it up just now. Or had it ended out. <laughs> just leave it in there like, right, what the fuck? Uh, and we are here to talk about an episode that has been two years in the making or so since we talked about first doing this. It's been a while. But to honor the one, it's been a year since we finished Marvel, just about. Just about a year. Wow. I think, Ronnie, even I can't remember if it's been a year since we released them all or just a year since we recorded them all. But either way, it's been a year. So to celebrate that year, we wanted to cover a, a good movie that we couldn't, that me and Mike both love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I have a lot of words for. Uh, we're here to talk about Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Came out in 2010, directed by Edgar Wright. The great Edgar Wright. Yeah. I agree with that. Great, great Edgar Wright is 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 accurate. In case you don't know, Shaun of the Dead is probably uh-huh. his most famous film, which is fantastic. I think the whole Hot Fuzz kind of trilogy is, is really yeah. good. Even the, the Cornetto trilogy. That's it. Yeah, the Cornetto trilogy. Even never seen what's, them it, all. what's the third one? It's called the World. World's the World. I still haven't seen it. I bought it years ago. I just haven't watched it yet. It's good. I mean, it's not. It's no Shaun of the Dead. It's no Hot Fuzz, but it's still good. And of course, he. I think he's the one. He almost directed a Marvel Ant movie. Man. Yeah, he almost had Ant Man. Right, and then um, of sad. course he did. He did Baby Driver, if I remember correctly, which is yeah. awesome. That is Someone's so that. freaking good. Oh, it's so Never good. Seen it it's, it's a required viewing if you enjoy, especially if you enjoy this movie with how good the music is in Scott Pilgrim. I think you absolutely have to see Baby Driver. It's really, really great. Honestly, surprised neither of us have Mike because both of yep, us are big fans of this. So, <laughs> me too. One day, <laughs> no, they. I guess he That'll did some be- other movies too. He did Last Night in Soho. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. He did do that. I never saw it, but I hear people talk. I heard people talk about it. Yeah. And the Sparks Brothers, whatever that is, a documentary film. Okay. No clue. Not no clue about that one. Yeah, his last movie before Last Night in Soho was Baby Driver in 2017. That's really good. It's really good. OK, but we are here to talk about Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, a movie that I I think it might be my favorite movie. I really do. I like think favorite, it, like favorite movie of all time. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Like it's I, told, my, I know it's Michael's. I, I, like I told Mike this morning it in Spider-Verse kind of flip flop depending on the day, but it's up there. One of those two. So I originally saw this movie in 2010 because this is not a good thing, but I could relate to Scott Pilgrim, I think, in 2010. <laughs> Which now I look back and go, that is not a good thing. That's not a good look. <laughs> you guys are fucking asshole. I saw it three times in theaters. No, I feel I like I once. Yeah, I, I saw did. it once in theaters. Yeah, that's how it came out. I feel like this movie like really like altered the way I the things that I like in general. Like it's just oh, it's just a weird. It was weird going back. To, I mean, I've seen this movie multiple times, but it's been a little bit. But yeah, it reminds me. I saw it in 2010 in theaters. I know that, and I remember thinking like, oh, this is a great movie. And I actually didn't get around to this movie again. For a while, I kept trying to find because girl, my girlfriend at the time wouldn't watch it. The next woman I dated wouldn't watch it. And then when I met Tiff, it was the first movie we watched together and she was willing to watch it. <laughs> I was like, I found the one. Like somebody actually watched this movie with me. But yeah, I think in 2010, I got to relate it to Scott Pilgrim more than I'm OK with. Is that when you told her you were in lesbians with her? <laughs> <laughs> that was <Yeah>. later. <laughs> oh, what about you, Bill? What's your history with this movie? 
I saw it in 2010. Um, I was living in New York at the time, and I was an era when I was watching a lot of movies in theaters. And of course, as a fan of video games, this was kind of the big like video game out there. So uh, I, I remember liking it a lot, walking out like, oh, that was fun. That was good. Never saw it again until last night. Never really wow. thought about it too much. So this was the first screening I've had of it since 10-ish years ago. I guess, yeah, 12 at this point. And we'll, we'll I'll state my thesis as we go, but I like it. I don't love it. I think there's some things it does very well, and I think there are some things it does rather poorly, but we will get into it. And I will state for the record, too, my wife watched it with me. She hated this movie. Oof. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm like, Jamie, you're like Thor Ragnarok hating this. She's like, I might like this less. I'm like, wow. Jamie. Ouch. Oh, it was, she, 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 and so we had a night, we had a very spirited conversation about it, and she brought up some really good points, some of which I'll probably bring up here. But, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't hate this, and I, I, I enjoyed my time with it. I will say I was exhausted after this movie. This is an exhausting, just, I, wow, was I tired. It's been a very tiring week uh, in work life. I'm working a lot now. It will be for the next two months. So it's that might have contributed, but boy, oh boy, I, I got up after this, like, oof, I'm going to bed. I, <laughs> wow, I'm too old for this, maybe. I, maybe, I've aged, maybe I've aged out of Scott Pilgrim. I don't know. Very oh, likely, no. but yeah. You're we'll, not that we'll, much older than me. That means I've got to be towing the line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, I, I don't think you have kids, right? I don't. No, no. You don't have children. So there you go. You have it's not aged like out there. Covered, but that's it. Yeah, there's yeah. that. Yeah, I have I have a six year old and a one point seven five year old, and exhausted is how I walked out of this thing. But <laughs> I do like a lot of this, and we'll talk about it as we go. Okay, and you might my history. Uh, I saw I saw it three times in theaters, and then it came out on DVD, and I watched it like four times that week. And I've probably seen it somewhere around fifty times, at least like three or four dozen. My wife and I will we'll put it on the background probably once a month because. We quote it incessantly. And, and let me and let me just just kind of say one thing here. Please don't let my comments ruin your joy of this movie. I really don't because this, oh, I, won't. I this don't think movie, you could. I don't think I could either, <laughs> to be honest with you. But this movie has a lot of joy in it and a lot of energy in life, which I which is what Edgar Wright does very well as a director. So this movie of all of a lot of movies, I don't mind ruining people's movies sometimes <laughs> with my with my with my cranky like Beetlejuice we did. Yeah, like I'd have no problem. Oh, I have no problem ruining your opinion of Beetlejuice. That is no problem at all. But like this kind of movie, I think deserves to be loved. If that makes sense, I get why people really do. So, yeah. Well, again, we'll talk about it. So as don't long let as you me realize... destroy your. Don't at me on Twitter either about this. I don't want to hear. It Gamer looks at, at forty on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Just an excuse for another plug. Yeah. So there. Just one one disclaimer for me. When my wife was watching this movie with me, she's like, man, is everybody awful in this movie? I just laugh and go, yep, every single person but nice is just awful people. They stink. Uh-huh. They're, just, they're the worst human beings. Yeah. And that's what's so funny to me about this because, like, you know, it's, it's not as bad as, like, if you if you relate to this guy, you know, like, when it comes to, like, uh, I think maybe Fight Club's an example and some of the other ones. Like, if you like this main character, you know, you're the part of the problem. Like, Scott's uh-huh. just an asshole because he's just an asshole. Like, he's not. But it's just funny, like, looking back at it, you know, this guy is just such a piece of shit for the most of this movie until the end. I think he's still kind of piece of shit, but he's getting better. <laughs> it's just funny to me. It's very interesting in this movie. And again, you can get guess talk about it is that nobody has an arc. Really? Nobody really changes except for one character who I will um, celebrate. I think she's great. 
but no one really changes. I, people level up, which is very video gamey <laughs> and unrealistic. But this movie is extremely unrealistic in a very realistic huh. setting. And that's what I really like about yes, it because it kind of combines those two worlds. Yeah, no, and that's exactly on purpose until it gets in the way and gets annoying. And it's like, all right, stop. I don't need to see thonk while he's having a moment of reflection. Do I need to see thonk? Did you need to do that? Boring. What are you talking about? It, this movie it doesn't get boring. It just gets tedious. I think tedious is a better okay. term. But okay, we'll we'll go through it <laughs> during the walkthrough here. No, you're um, fine. I want to hear. No, I, I've been waiting two, two years for this. I want to hear all your opinions. No, you're, this you're is gonna a movie get where when I watched it, I can't stop smiling and laughing and trying to repeat the lines, even though I don't remember them accurately all the time. Yeah, I believe I called you a fake fan yesterday when you misquoted the line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing with this movie. It's like I just, I just love this movie. Every so often, I just watch it, the music, everything. I just, it's just so great to me. I've still never read the comic that this is based on. Yeah, <sighs> I've never finished it. I've gotten to volume four of six. One day. Yep. I ought to do that. I own them all. I want to. I finally, I just bought this on Blu-ray because I didn't own this. This isn't on streaming anywhere, I don't think, currently. Or maybe it's on no, Blu-ray. I, I hate it. It was on Netflix for years, and then it, uh, as far as I know, it's been pulled for a while. You, you, oh, that's, this might be a good opportunity for this. You don't understand. First off, I love this show, and I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just what it, because if it were my doing, I wouldn't have watched this movie because it took us 20 minutes of credit card entries and failed passwords and app apple tv asked me to install four apps before we could even watch oh. this movie we paid for we went through it's only on i don't think it's on youtube tv it was on voodoo which is an app no one should ever use except you unless you're forced to to watch scott pilgrim it wasn't even on amazon prime it was on hulu but you had to have like the premium subscription for hulu okay and you and so we, we tried to watch it on Voodoo. It wouldn't accept my card. I, I said, forget it. I was trying to get my password to work. It wouldn't do it. Forget it. Well, I was like, let's just go to Apple TV, which is like a daisy chain of like an Apple TV box, like an Apple whatever thing that goes to the TV because my father-in-law's Apple Amazon account is on there. And we can all watch all his movies for the kid because we don't want to rebuy them. It's the only reason it's there. She had to like buy it on her phone and then it appeared on the thing. At one point, I'm like, let's just Chromecast it. Like, I don't know what else to do. Um, and the mix was back and all the mixing was there. It wasn't like in surround. <sighs> it, was just, was it, it was just, it was a tedious process. So maybe that's what colored my thing too. Cause it was just a pain in the ass to, to uh, get this movie to stream. But I got there and I was like, I gotta do it for the show. I gotta do it for the guys. As bad. I'm like, I have this and Spider Verse both on. Google Play, I think it's called. Whatever Google's stream. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Google, yeah, Google Play, yeah, I think. Bought them on that. I'm like, I know I can watch it through my YouTube account. I've done it before, so I'll put it on one monitor and I'll just screw, screw around Power Wash Simulator on the other. So, like, why can't I watch my movies? It tells me, he's like, you're using a YouTube brand account. I'm like, what the hell is a brand account? So I went through this whole rabbit hole of trying to figure out, oh, I can't watch these movies that I bought. And I have to, like, go into my account and switch to... From my username to one that's just my email, and then they're there. And I'm like, what the? See, see, hey, companies, YouTube, <laughs> Amazon, all you companies, we are willing to pay for your things. Like, we are. Like, all I wanted to do for 20 minutes was give you $4. That's literally <laughs> all I was trying to do was hand you my hard-earned money. This is why mm -hmm. people steal. Little yeah. side, little side thing. Human beings will pay for convenience. Always. We're happy to. Uh-huh. Happy to give you my money. But if you make it hard, if you make it impossible, we'll just steal it. 
It's fine. <laughs> I could have stolen this movie somehow, some way. Oh, yeah. I could have, hey, Mike Alberton, the king of stealing emulators. Where do I find this movie? Oh, you I can give you a website. Instantly. Of course you could have. I have no doubt you'd be the first person I call. So I just just aside, we are willing to pay for convenience. Just make it easy. It's just funny coming from you because like it's just so weird because I'm the guy that went out and ordered the Blu-ray earlier this week, got the Blu-ray, opened it up and watched it on a Blu-ray, which is just weird that I was the one that did that and you were fighting with it. Yeah, well, I don't I don't own this movie, nor nor will I. I, don't, I don't. <laughs> no, I can tell that after early in this conversation. <laughs> I have no interest in owning this film. I've enjoyed my time with it. It might be another 10, 12 years. Maybe my son may want to watch it. Maybe when he's younger and a little, actually a little older. My son's yeah. not going to get any younger. That was a dumb comment. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not going to get older. Um, maybe, you know, I could see him being into this when he's like 12 or 13. I think it'd be fun. But yeah. Uh, I could have watched my DVD, but I would have had to walk all the way downstairs. And who could Find be bothered? It. And stairs are terribly, terribly inconvenient. See, uh, com- companies cut out your stairs too while you're at it. That's it. Everything's a ranch. Everything <laughs> is just one story. Well, I'd be in trouble with that. I mean, I'd lose my office. It's in the basement. Just make it a bigger plot of land. <laughs> so, now that I work from home, I just live down here. My wife's like, you need to get out more. I'm like, but if I'm happy in my little cubicle. <laughs> I like it here. I just need an elevator. That's it. I just That's don't. It. I just. I just need a bathroom down here, but then I might never leave. So <laughs> one of those little chairs they give people who are you know have a hard time walking upstairs, little like slidey chairs that kind of go up <laughs> yeah. and down. Like Grandma was, had one of those. It was rad. She let me on it. Though. Think up. Mr. Frederickson's yes. got one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> All right. This is what people are here for. That's hey, right. This is what people are here for. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, yes. what do you expect at this point? You don't expect <laughs> you expect this. All right. So this movie also starts off with scrolling text for some reason, because I guess why not? Uh, the way you a say little that, bit of you, scrolling text. It, it sounds like a Star Wars cr- cr- uh, crawl. It's not that. No, no. It's just not so long ago in Toronto or something like that. And then it just kicks into the movie. Yeah. The voice of Bill Hader is the narrator. Oh, is that who that was? Yep. Oh, Bill Hader. OK, cool. I recognize that name, but I can't place it. I always know him as Flint Lockwood from Cloud with Chance of Meatballs. Oh, okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. But yeah, you have that, and then you just have them having breakfast with a bunch of friends I put in the in my notes. And this is when you have like you find out that Scott's dating a, a high school uh, a high schooler, and then they go and they, and they make sure you know how old Scott is too. Twenty two shit. Yeah, they give give they give everybody's little little dossier or little like you know, screenshot bio, you know, as if you were in a fighting game, you know. Which is fine. That's that's a perfectly acceptable way to exposit. Do you guys don't find this creepy and weird? It and is gross? creepy. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's hundred percent. It's, it's, it's I didn't think in twenty ten. Because this film, film, I was younger. It, oh, sorry, but no, the film good. treats it as like this teehee joke and like this running joke uh, that oh, Scott's you know he's he's dating a high schooler or she's dating a seventeen year old. Now, obviously, again at that age, they are pretty close together in age, right? And I think the movie actually might be a small theme where yeah, even though one's younger and older, they're pretty close. Obviously, you know, all she has to do is grow one year more, and then they be perfectly legal and fine but it's still gross like you yeah. find that out and you're like oh okay then we can't date because you're you're underage and i really don't like that i guess it's for me it was very off-putting especially up front because i forgot about it. i forgot about this entire movie and i was like oh that's ew and every time they like almost kissed they're like no 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 stop please don't do that <laughs> he should have been 20 or 21 and it would have been a little bit better yeah. 22 just seems a little too old for her I being 17 he's... like I, older in the, I think he's 23 in the comics. So I think it's meant to be like 
showing that A, he's immature, and B, he can't do any better right now or thinks he can't do any better, so he wants something easy. Yeah, but it also really cements him as like a, just an awful, mm-hmm. awful person. Oh, and yeah, he is. is. <laughs> which, which he is, which he is an awful person, which means your protagonist who... You know, you're kind of cheering for to win win the battles is just this really terrible person. But to be fair, when you're 22, you are generally not at your best self. Like yes. you know, yeah. some are better than others. But you know, look, you you have not reached you know level 12, level 10, right? Like you're level four still. Like you, you kind of <laughs> suck in your. I own was story. an asshole. 22. Yeah, we all were. I saw this 22. movie. Yeah, you're 22. You're not supposed to be. It's it's fine. I'm sure there's plenty of perfectly wonderful 22 year olds out there. I don't know why I'm tap <laughs> dancing around this fact, but considering True. most of our audience is probably you know same age, but um, <laughs> I don't are. know. I, I I found that really off putting. Like to the point where I was like, "Ew, this is really kind of gross." I I didn't like the fact it was a tee hee joke. Make him 18 if you really need to make that joke, and then it's kind of like, "Hey, I'm just waiting for you to turn 18." You know, like that's that at least would be okay because they weren't doing anything physical. And that no, would have been. They, they make that very yeah. clear. He's like, we, we almost hold hands once. Maybe yeah. hold hands once. She she plants a smooch on him, and he's really off put by it for other reasons, but um, <laughs> not because she's seventeen. So it is this very innocent sort of like high school relationship. Yeah, and I and, I, I yeah, go ahead, Sarah. And he's a dumbass. Oh, just <laughs> so. a complete a complete dullard, like just a balloon headed dullard. The entire movie, except for the very very end where he learns things. You're like, oh, okay. Too little, too late there, Michael Sarah. <laughs> this Michael is about Sarah, the only, he's about the only thing that I can tolerate him in. Yeah, we can talk about Michael Sarah if you really if you really want to. I don't know much about him as an actor. I, I never watched Arrested Development. I want to, but I just never got around to it yet. I've seen him really just in this. I never seen Super Bad or any other stuff, but he's good in the Lego Batman movie. He's Robin in that. Oh, yep. I've seen that. Yeah, that's probably my favorite of the of the things he's done. He was. He's one of those actors like in the 2010s where he was for about two years like an it actor. Like he uh-huh. was somebody everybody wanted involved. Again, he was in Arrested Development, like you said, for bad. He was in Juno, which, oh, was, yeah, which, right. a, okay. which is a beloved. It's a good movie. movie. It is good. I, I remember liking it when I saw it. Oh, talk about creepy, lecherous older guys. I don't remember it that much. I, remember I, I, said, I, haven't, uh. I haven't seen it in since 2007, but I, I remember liking it fine. Yeah, you know, with Elliot Page and 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 all that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I, I yeah, that was like a beloved movie, indie darling, quirky, very late two thousands. Then of course Scott Pilgrim, and then that was it. They did nothing else, like nothing of note other than the Batman movie. He's been stuff. He's been in shows. He's been in movies, but nothing anybody cared about. Like he just kind of fell off. Yeah, and I think directors realize that y- you can only be a mumble-mouthed, one-noted teenager for so long before you're a one-note, mumble-mouthed adult. <laughs> so, yeah. It works in this film. No, I don't know. I don't think it does, but that's all right. <laughs> it kind of it does. I, I, I'll walk back from that. It kind of does. But anyway. Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart keep getting away with playing the same characters in every movie they're in, so he can, he can do it, too. But yeah. at least they're charming. See, they're, they, they're charming in, 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 <laughs> that's in a fair. certain way. Yeah, Michael Sarah is the opposite of charming. He is charmless. He is a charm <laughs> void. <laughs> so anyway, I don't I don't like him as an actor, but he's suited for the roles he's in. He is suited for this. This is a good role for him to play, even though I don't love the character and I find him insufferable, which, again, you're probably supposed to. It's, I, think yeah. you are. I mean, that's I would... why they they play up the way they do it, like with him and knives and like you meet knives 
right away at this point. And like, I laugh my ass off. He's like, you want me? I don't remember this part later. He's like, you want me to take, I'll get your jacket for she Okay. Thanks. He takes the jacket and just drops it on yeah. the floor instead of putting it in the coat rack that is literally a foot behind him. Doesn't take a step, just drops it where it is. <laughs> it's just like, God, you're a piece of shit. It's like, it's just such little things. Like, I mean, that's not that bad, but like just such little things that, that he does that are in this movie, you know, to kind of just show you like, yeah, he's a dumbass. It's it's a it's a natural self-centered. He has no thought. Or he has no thought for other people except for himself. So everything is about him and his needs, which is why he doesn't care about her jacket because he doesn't really care too much about her. She's she seems like like a distraction, like a you know he's they go into you know the love that he's lost and he's kind of on the rebound. It's been a year since he broke up with the Clash of Demon Head, which I adore that video game reference because it's actually a good game and I love that game. (laughs) I don't love that game. It's a fun game and I. So he he's just self-centered, which when you are that age, you are naturally self-centered. Like you that's like when I my son who's sick, you know, screams and cries because we take away like one of his toy swords. It's not because he's sad about the sword. We 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 took away something from him. He is the yeah. center of his own universe. Like he is. That just natural is what kids are. And he still is. He hasn't grown out of that yet. So that's yeah. why I always read into that, this whole thing. And just just someone who's naturally selfish given his age, but he's a little too old. To be like that at this point, yeah, because yeah, he's twenty-two. Yeah, most, I mean, that, that, yeah. Most of dialogue up front, front is no one likes what? twenty-two. Oh jeez. <laughs> Sorry, go. What we're gonna say? So mo- most of her dialogue up front is just her praising him and the stuff he does too. And may I also say, at this point, since Knives, is, this is her first appearance. I like she's infatuated with him. I like she's my favorite character in this movie. Oh, your um, character. Yeah, she had my favorite because she actually arcs. She changes. She grows a bit. She comes out of a shell. She does it for the wrong reasons to impress a boy, but that's she a very normal thing. But yes, you're right. Impress someone that you're interested in, I should say. Like, right. That's and a- through that, yeah, you through that, you grow. You naturally do grow because you're changing and, and growing. So I, I like her character the most by a pretty good margin in this movie. Speaking of first appearances, this is uh, Ellen Wong's first movie, too. And she she knocks it out of the park as knives. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because she's I know she's in Pacific Rim, the first one, at least. Looks like she did TV shows up until this. And then, yeah, this was her first movie. That's cool. But yeah, she kills it. No, she does. Yeah, she does a good job. She she's just great in this movie. But you are right. She's very like submissive at first and very much like just, you know, telling him how great he is. He's like, why don't we go back to you telling me how great I am? Uh-huh. Like, at one point, he made, <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, yep. Self, just self-centered. Part, I think it's early. It's okay a little bit later, but I'm going to talk about it anyway, where. They go to they're at the arcade and they're playing at the arcade and they run out of money and it's like go continue and start counting ten nine and he looks at her and like does the head shake like you can put uh-huh. more money in there it's like <laughs> you're twenty two shouldn't you have like he doesn't like you should have a job but he doesn't he's in between jobs in between a long story and uh whatever else oh damn I forgot I wanted to point out before we even started talking about the movie the uh, pixelated Universal logo and the retro mm-hmm. chip so fun the chip tune music. Good stuff. And you get the title stuff. screen early in this, right at this point, too, in the movie. Yep. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Because yep. you got to mention title screens. Because <laughs> I um, think they show they show that as they're playing their their first song. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. Sex Babamom, I think it was the exact title of their band. I like the music, and I, I stated already, but the music in this movie is fantastic. I did, mm-hmm. All the music choices are good across the board, really. I need to kind of listen to the soundtrack and kind of just kind of live in that for a bit because the music is, again, sensational. That Black Sheep go, song is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really wonderful. And I think as a band, they're really good. Like they're, 
you know, there's kind of this great garage rock, again, very of the era sort of sort of a thing. And I also like the fact that at least Michael Sarah and oh, who's the the drummer? What's her? Who's the Kim. actress? Oh, Allison Bell. Yeah, is that yeah Brie, uh, Brie Larson? As I think that's, is that Brie Larson? No, Brie Larson is the is NBA. 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 Oh, and the Adams, you're right. We'll talk about so, that. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But anyway, the the the, uh, <laughs> the girl who plays, they are actually playing those instruments. Like oh. they are really playing them. Michael Sarah is actually a pretty decent bass player. Like after all of his fame, he actually started a band and he's he's actually plays bass. Um, I don't know if the guy is doing that. And my wife looked talked. She asked me. She always asked me if there's a music musicians on state on a screen. Because are they really playing? Most of the time, they're not. They're clearly, clearly not. I'm like, ah, no, no, she's not playing drums. But she was. You could, you could definitely, I could tell. Like, oh no, she, yeah, she wasn't doing much. But there's one scene in particular when they're performing. She does this little inside thing on a hi hat, and I was like, oh no, that's that's instinctual. That's no, that's yeah. I play, I've been playing drums since I was like 13. I'm like, oh. oh no, she's actually she's actually playing that. I can tell. That's so. cool. Also cool. I learned something new about you after recording with you for over. Yeah. Probably eighty hours. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in marching band, the whole thing, drumline, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yes. so, yeah. Really playing. They're really genuinely playing the music, as far as I can tell. Um, That's cool. Unless they're really about hiding it. Uh, I mean, they might have. I feel like they probably did know how to play it. I mean, I doubt the movie would fake that. Much. They're already faking enough in this movie, so. Yeah, and it's also more authentic because the music is so important in this movie as well. Yeah. And in um, driving action and. and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's really important. So, and again, Edgar Wright is such a, he, he's, he's always very good with musical selections in his films, especially yeah. baby driver. God, so good. I need to watch that. <laughs> it's great. You really should make that a tonight or tomorrow thing. Cause it's excellent. I, yeah. Yeah. So not surprising that they actually play the music. And then it's shortly after this, when you see Wallace's apartment for the first time, this is, I'm not sure how I feel, but the character is funny. The guy that plays Wallace, when the McCulky, one of the McCulkins, whatever the hell their names are. Kieran Culkin. Yeah. He played Fuller in Home Alone, the kid that always wet the bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't seen Home Alone in years. Good talk. I plan to keep it that way. So we'll see. <laughs> I, okay. It was just like, he's okay. Like his character is, is amusing. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, the, a, he's the Mr. Miyagi to, to Scott. But he's also like, like everyone else. He's an asshole too. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, again, no one in this movie's good. I no, mean, he's a gossip. He's a huge gossiper. He's, I mean, there are some funny parts like when you see when he when he, when Scott goes home to his apartment, like that must be like a studio apartment. That's a really shitty looking little apartment. But yeah, like they don't. He doesn't own anything. Just like I mean, that little thing goes goes walls, 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 walls. <laughs> the only thing is Scott's poster of naked of like yeah. women in bikinis. That's the only thing he owns. It's got uh, the posters, Scott's the less good jackets. It says jacket Scott and then better jacket as Wallace. Yeah. And I think like a pile of clothes on the floor are Scots and that's it. As, <laughs> as Wallace puts it, you're totally my bitch forever. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, why is he living with this guy? But again, that's not the point of the movie. Generally. Well, so too, it's like, you know, at that age, you know, maybe I don't, they probably didn't go to college. I don't know. That's not really set up at all. You know, you're, no. you're, you're that age and you have roommates, right? And that's just kind of yeah. what a lot of people at that age, you know, have roommates. And it's I did. sometimes well, I just room. Yeah. See, so you, you, you didn't. You, you live in a basement. Other people. <laughs> so I oh roommate. God! <laughs> no, no windows and other people. Yikes! Uh-huh. That's the worst. I can't imagine. Anyway, people were not meant to people. live. People were not meant to live in basements. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> I do like Wallace. I think he's a very he's he's a very entertaining in in his in the in the way that 
Michael Sarah is not. I also really like they they wrote a gay character who doesn't have the traditional affectations of someone who's gay. Usually in popular media, gay people have a certain sound or they have a certain lisp or something to identify them as as gay. And he doesn't. He's just a guy who happens to be attracted to men. So I really I thought that was very in, interesting and good. You know, growing up again, I lived in New York for four years. I, lived, I worked in the fashion industry for four years. You get to know gay people. It just, <laughs> this is what it is. And I had a good buddy of mine who was gay and he's gay. And again, you would never know. He didn't have the traditional affectations, again, of a gay person. He was just a guy, you know, who had a partner. Like, so I like that. I thought that was very cool and a different take on what could be just a very stereotypical character, you know. So that was neat. Okay. Yeah. Good I didn't think about that, but that's a good way to put it. Uh-huh. You are right. That is different than a lot of. Yeah, I just Other rewatched stuff. Mean Girls recently, and that Damien character is exactly what you just described. So, right, you know, and it comes off campy, and I and it comes off a little reductive too. And not to get into that that whole conversation, but you know, I think it's a little easy for hey, we're going to write the gay guy in X Y Z way and paint that person in very broad strokes. And I think the choice to make uh, Wallace, you know, just a, a guy, a regular, you know, say regular person, but somebody who just doesn't have that affectation. It was was a smart choice and a good choice. Yeah. And this is when you have the meeting at school, which is kind of funny, too, where he's meeting his girlfriend at school. Yeah. And it just kind of shows you he's a dumbass, too. She can just, only come out during the day, so it's not really dating. It's more like <laughs> playtime. <laughs> That's very fun. That's a good line. It's like that makes it sound worse. This is not good either. And then you have the small desert. No, you have them go on a date. I don't remember. This is when they, it was in the arcade thing that I mentioned. And I think they go to the record store, Goodwill, and some random stuff. But he's more like. In it, but he's also kind of bored, you can tell. Not as bad as it gets later. It, it Just distant, I think. Just kind of going along. There's a really good... Her great moment is very much toward the end, which we'll talk about towards the end. But yeah, you can tell he's just... You know, she's there. She need, He needs a girlfriend because people say he should have a girlfriend. And, you know, she's 17, but who cares? Because I'm not going to... Im- He's not going to invest anything into her. You know, as we all know with relationships, you have to invest in them. Like you have to put things into it. They just don't happen. Attraction happens. Relationships don't just happen. And he's never going to invest anything in her. She's just kind of there to be his girlfriend. Yeah. To the point where he doesn't care she's underage, which is like, ah, <laughs> <so> gross. <laughs> No, I agree, hundred percent with that. And then you had the then oh then in my notes you have the desert scene where you have a this I'm pretty sure is a Final Fantasy VIII reference when he wakes up in this random desert. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's what this is. Oh, really? Back, back at the record store, we get a little exposition about his relationship with Envy that we'll hear more about later. But that's where he, first time we see her is on the the CD case, and he kind of exposits about how. He used to hurt them, too, until they signed to a major label and the lead singer turned into a total bitch and ruined his life forever. <laughs> her, and her, her, her and her 17-year-old naivety is just like, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, like, She's so cool. So cool. Like, not even reading the room. Like, not even reading his... Because, <laughs> again, Michael Sarah is in, incapable of evoking emotion. Like, he doesn't know how to do it. So he's just one emotion this entire movie. He gets angry. He gets he goes up a little bit, but so it's just this one note. God, I think I'm <laughs> aging out of of characters who just mumble their way. I think I mentioned this in the Spider Man review, where I just I just I can't handle. Stop! Just speak <laughs> words, dummy! Like stop it already. <laughs> I get it. 
I've aged out of that. I have no tolerance or patience, <laughs> which is me. That's a me thing, right? But I think it's your okay. parent coming out. It's like, my kids aren't going to be like that. You enunciate. <laughs> Talk, damn it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Diction. Diction. Oh, but he's just. He just sold. Okay, but yeah, the, the desert scene, I think that dream thing, I think it's a Final Fantasy A reference. That's what I thought in 2010. I don't know if I'm right, but that's how I take it because I swear there was something like that in Final Fantasy VIII. Where he was, like, but it's been like a long that's something time. my wife would have brought up. It's been a long time since I pl- since I played Final Fantasy VIII, though. I never have. I never played it. I want to again. I really want to for the show one day, but it's not that short. So six yeah. forever. Eight, or eight, eight, and nine. I I missed. I, was, I didn't have a PlayStation One. So nine's really really good if you get the people say to it. People say I one day I will. Maybe when I'm like eight. 68 and retired. I yeah. don't know. I the don't enemies, know if eight holds up at all. Enemies don't scale with you in nine, yeah. like they do in eight. Yeah, but there's ways around. There's there's tricks around that though too. So yeah, well, the junction system is all about how you make eight super fucking simple. Broken. That's one word for it. Yes. <laughs> and then you have so in the desert scene in his little dream. That's when he. That's when he sees Ramona for the first time because she's using his his mind to drive through. I guess for some reason, <laughs> which is just. One of the many things about this movie that are just odd and make no yeah, sense. Yeah, I would say it's explained better in the comic, but not really. Okay. <laughs> She's just driving through his his dreams, and then when they they go they go to the library together the next day because he oversleeps. Like he misses. There's like two different times when he's supposed to go meet Knives somewhere and he forgets to. Yeah, I love yeah, totally. the second time she's like, remember, you're supposed to pick me up at the bus stop a half hour ago. He says, how could I possibly forget? <laughs> <laughs> And it's like snowing like lightly. You know, it's winter. It's Toronto. You know, it's cold. Oh, man. What an ass. Yep. <laughs> Not good. Uh, but this is when he and then in, in the library for their date, when he this is when he kind of like he's like, I don't like library. They remind me of elementary school. It's like, that must be so long ago. He's like, I don't talk about. <laughs> yeah, let's talk yeah. about something else. It's not even that yeah. long ago. When you think about it. He's 22. Like, it ain't that long ago. Not like us for us. Us now. I'm 34. And I'm like, well, hmm. why? Why you got to go there? <laughs> We're all having a good time here. <laughs> yeah, every everyone's just having a good laugh, hanging out on a Saturday, on the hanging out on a Saturday, and all of a sudden you got to bring up my 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 ever encroachment into death. Yeah. That's what just, <laughs> my slow march to my inevitable demise. Is hey, look what at you the bright side. At least you know that as long as the internet holds up in some shape or form, your voice will forever be preserved. Great, hear me complain about <laughs> Bioshock Infinite for three years. Three hours. That's what you get to hear, friends. <laughs> hey, hey, children, here's my legacy. A three-hour debate about Bioshock Infinite. Or <laughs> I'm glad oh, I wasn't on that episode. Uh, that could have been bad. Oh, mm. wow. Okay. Right on. <laughs> we, That's we, good. You're right. You are correct. I'm going to be positive. Mired in Michael Sarah negativity and ennui. So, yes, I think you're right. You're correct. I agree. <laughs> and then this is where you see Ramona. Kind of for the first time where he sees Ramona is working for Amazon, deliver something. And he's like just ignoring his girlfriend and just looking at this new hot girl that he met. Mm-hmm. You get a yep. little instrumental of garbage truck playing. Nice. Good. I didn't really pick up on it until, except for this watcher when they do garbage truck for the first time. Like, man, that song's perfect for this, what, what he's doing because he's being garbage. Yeah, pretty much. So it works yep. good. Uh, I just think it's just funny where he just sees her in this. I think I put in my notes. He blacks out. Oh, yeah, this is where he just like he, he's forgetting like what they're doing. He's like. I don't want to go. The Galson just keeps like, I don't want to go to the party. Oh, why are we going to this party? It's going to be stupid. Steven Stills snaps him out of his stupor. He says, you played one note for that entire song. And his excuse is his hand slip. 
for three good. minutes. Yeah, that's really good. You played one note. Oh, I, I, mean, I, I forgot to tell the joke when Knives first shows up to the practice, which I think was earlier. Or that. Yeah, that was. I think that was earlier. When she first left to practice and she asked Neil, what do you play? He's like, man, that's a big question. A Zelda, yeah, we didn't talk Tetris. About and one, of, one of them has, uh, what, Neil, uh, yeah, Neil is uh, carrying a, a, a DS, which is uh-huh. cool. I actually wrote down a laundry list of all the video game references I found. So we can, I don't know, do that or not. But he's holding a DS, which is neat. Now I talk about Tetris and all. Of course, DSi, I'm, I think. Was it a DSi? I couldn't tell. I was trying to like. Again, no, DSi didn't have the Game Boy cart. Uh. The slimmer was, model. It definitely wasn't a DS Fat. No? Okay. Don't think yeah, so. Right. I'm it sure was a slim model. It was? Okay. Neat. I should yeah, know I had one. And I like the Ramona stuff because it's 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 a very accurate pre- depiction of young infatuation. Like oh, fixation. God, yeah. Like I'm, I am now in love with you. I can't. You are all I think about. Fixation. It's every every person has had that at least once in their lives where you are just fixated, where you make the phone call and they haven't called you. So you call, you do the swingers thing when Mikey calls and leaves five voicemails, you know, in a row and everyone just cringes like, no, don't do it. But we've all been there. It's, it's all, it's all, we've all been there. Yes, we have. <laughs> I've been there for sure. A few years after this movie in my life. But it's just kind of like when he, when he sees it and then you have them at the party and I think someone tells them that, yeah, she starts asking about Ramona, and someone's like, yeah, she's here. Then you just see him when he walks up to her, and he does the whole Pac-Man joke that he did earlier in the movie, too. Hey, we missed that. Yeah, he yeah. talks to Como, whose special trait is he knows everyone, which is great. <laughs> oh, but I, I do like that, where he's just like, when he when he goes up to her, the first thing he says to her, it's like, you know that uh, Pac-Man was originally going to be called Puck-Man? Not because he looks like a puck, because of Pac-Man. He, he just completely flubs the story. Sounds like <laughs> a crazy person. <laughs> and then he's like, and then she just kind of looks at him, he's like, I'm going to go away now. Leave you alone the rest of your life. She's like, leave you alone forever. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) And then he stalks her. Oh yeah. Until she leaves the party. (laughs) And again, little things like that where I'm like, God, that's an asshole move and creepy. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he's a total creep. That's, that's kind of the point. Yeah. I just, I guess I didn't realize it when I was younger, but watching it now, I'm like, God, this guy is a creep. (laughs) He's really bad. He's just an asshole. Well, I mean, it gets worse when you start cheating on his girlfriend. Yeah, well, we're not too far from that. No, we are not. We should talk about... Oh, well, wait, we'll, we'll bring that soon. And this is where he goes home after the stalking, and he gets... Because he orders the packet. Oh, yeah. He has he gets the email that he ignores and goes, This is boring! I love the scene with Wallace before this, where he comes home drunk and just launches his keys at the back of Scott's head. That has to hurt. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, that was a painful... That'd be a painful thing. I know one of the deleted scenes or the the outtakes. Wallace throws the keys and it hits him, and then uh, Michael Sarah flubs his line. So <laughs> Kieran Calkins like, "Oh, you just took keys for no reason. Let's do it again." <laughs> and I agree that had to hurt. Oh yeah. But the email to me is just funny too, where he just like you just see where it says death and fight and stuff. He's like boring, just turns it off. Seven evil blah blahs. The telly's really not paying attention to it. And this is then when he orders a package and. Oh, like, or and he's like, how do I get Amazon CA? Amazon.ca. <laughs> oh, thanks. Hey, this thing came, claims I have mail. It's amazing what we can do with computers these days. <laughs> it's an old ass computer, too. <laughs> and is it earlier? I think it might be earlier with knives. He's like, you want to see where I used to live? Okay. Yeah. He turns around, it's across the street. Yeah, that's right before the, the desert scene, right okay. before he's talking about how lone he is. Oh, wait, there's that here. I know. Um, it's at some point when she wants to come in the house and he's like, uh, no girls allowed. And yeah. Leaves. And his first date with Ramona's in the house, or second date. 
I didn't think about that, but yeah, that also kind of shows how much he just doesn't, you know, care about knives. Yeah, I figure Wallace probably has the no girls role anyway. But he breaks it within another couple, you know, minutes. Yeah. But waiting for the package, I thought it was just funny. He's like, you're just going to wait for the package. He's like, yeah. And he just when it does finally come, like if it's supposed to be days, he, he just throws it out as soon as he just signed. And oh, that part where he signed, where he has her sign the paper. OK, this bothered me now. Where he's like, you should go on a date with me. And she's like, uh, no. And then he's like, but come on. And she's, and she's like, will you sign the paper if I go out? Something about, I can't remember if he, she says or he says it. Like, But it's just like, God, that's an asshole move to kind of force her to hang out with yeah. you. because, And not, the not new, let her do her job. You're in the new kid on the block. I've lived here my whole, my whole life. There are reasons for you to hang out with me. <laughs> so desperate. That's so bad. It is that desperation. And it's also, I think... I actually found it a little endearing. I thought it was a very cute bit, you know, like also I was amazed that there's somebody actually hand delivers Amazon packages. Like that's amazing. We have drones now that just drop things <laughs> off in your, through your chimney, like Santa Claus. Like we don't have that anymore. So I thought it was very, very charming that Amazon, because I don't know in 2010 if Amazon had, was selling everything on the planet yet. Because if you remember, <laughs> Amazon was just a bookstore. Like that's how it started. And then Amazon, I love this, by the way. If you have younger listeners, I'm going to blow your minds right now. I love being the one who blows the minds of young people. It's very fun for me. I explained Netflix actually was a DVD delivery service. You get three at a time in these little envelopes. And Amazon, when they bought CD Baby, became they started selling CDs. And like, so I don't know what he bought, but... I think it's. I think it was cute. I agree with you though. When you think about it, it's kind of like this really crappy. All right, listen. You know, are you, I'm not going to sign this paper. And she could just walk away. Like, okay, yeah. well, you don't get your package then, dope. Uh-huh. But I, I, for something about him, I think his earnestness kind of attracts. Because again, you learn about her past, obviously, uh, through her seven exes, and you kind of learn, you know, kind of why she's there. And I think she appreciates his simple earnestness, which, you know, I could see that. And I forgot there's a scene where he goes on a date with Snipes again before he after he orders a package before he gets the package where he's very distracted, doesn't care. Yeah, okay, because he has three dates with knives in this movie. Because uh, when he is waiting for the package and the doorbell rings, he thinks it's the package and it's her. That's where she says, you're supposed to pick me up from the oh, yeah, bus okay. stop half hour ago. I got my then, confused. Yeah, cut back to that montage again. Like you said, he's just uninterested. They're playing the Ninja Ninja Revolution. He's just kind of stomping <laughs> his feet in place. <laughs> just not doing anything but dying. <laughs> oh, this is, that's where we see Nega Ninja, too, which will come back around yep. at the end. Which I like that. I like how much stuff comes back in this movie that you see. Yeah, it's not Spider-Verse levels of boomerangage, but... <laughs> it's fine. So good. And this is where Scott shows up late to me, because he gets to the date with a Ramona... And he shows up late. She's like, where you been? And he's like, yeah. why do you think you'd be on time? And he's just I'm like, <laughs> what? He's like, I thought you were too cool to be on time. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's, again, again, it's very clever, a little back and forth. There's definitely, it's, it's, it's neat. I, I kind of cute. Yeah. It definitely cements both the characters. Also subverting the expectations. You would think the cool, the cool chick from New York would be fashionably late to a thing. Nah, she was on time and waiting for you. Dope. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I've always been on, I try to be on time for everything still. I try to be jobs I hate. When I, when, I don't, when I hate my job, I'm not on time. I'm two minutes late usually. I like being on time for things. It is nearly impossible with two children. It's not possible. You can't <laughs> do it. It's, it's hard for me, and I don't have children. I just I have a wife. 
Tiff is going to hear that. She's going to be no, like, hopefully uh-oh. she, otherwise I don't hear any yelling or any this. comments or text yet, but <laughs> she is home. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we run late, but I hate running late. It makes me get up yeah. weird upset. Yep. I get, I get anxious if I'm late. Mm-hmm. Me too. So I try not to be, even when stuff doesn't matter. But I had certain jobs when I got near the end of the job. I'm like, I'm five minutes late. Oh, well. Oh, jobs are different. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Oh, and this is like, I do. So I really like a Mary Elizabeth Winstead who plays Ramona in this. I think she does a great job. It's like, I love this character. This character, I think, like shaped my 22 year old brain and what he liked in women, too. <laughs> so I'm going to go there with that. I'm pretty okay. sure that this movie did because I was young. I was not happy with life at 22. I was single at the time and i i feel like this movie shaped like what i find attractive (laughs) she's good looking i'll give you that she's a very flat character in this movie though like she doesn't have a whole lot of personality she's got a little more in the comics but they definitely they they definitely play it pretty low-key in this and the actress does a good job of playing that type of character too like she's a great actress i mean she's in not cloverfield but clover clover street or something oh yeah i know what you mean Tank Overfield Lane. Yes, that I don't know if you've ever seen that, Bill, but you should watch that movie. I have not seen it. Now, I hear John that, I Goodman hear plays like a it, psychopath. Yeah. Let's just yeah. say that. It's messed up. I've seen some of it. It's really good though, and she she can act. Like she per, she's playing a you know, the character she's playing this is dull and she plays dull, but when she has to play emotion and play a character that is going she can play. She can act. So give that movie a try sometime. Yeah, I'm you won't recognize her anything. either because Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's anything I've seen her in. I don't don't know. She's in Birds of Prey if you've seen that. <laughs> did no, anyone see that? I did. That's a good movie. That's a violent <laughs> movie, though. That's a most, really violent DC movie. Most importantly, she's in Sky High. Never seen that yet. I need to. Oh, she was, in, she was in Swiss Army Man. I like that movie a lot. Okay. She looks a lot different in other movies, because in this movie, she's wearing wigs and everything. She changes her hair every week and a half. Get used to it, dude. <laughs> Again, I feel like that has so much more to the character, too, to, like, yeah. kind of show about that, like, you know, she keeps changing her hair. I mean, like, it's all part of the character that they're trying to tell you. Like, she's just kind of, like, figuring herself out when she's young, you know? And the whole idea of, like, constantly changing who you are, like, it just kind of hits me. It, it hits me more. Like, I understand more what they're going for than I did when I was younger. Yeah, I think it also gives us, like, kind of timeline. Because she says she changes every year and a half, and we see it change twice. So it's been at least a, a, a couple months, yeah. Yeah, a week and a half, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably the point of it, too. I I took it a little differently, too. I mean, it wasn't like Black Widow, like, because I I feel like, you know, she changed her hair in in those, in those, but that was partly to disguise (laughs) herself. But, like, (laughs) it just kind of had a certain, like, feel to me with that. Yeah, I, I, she, she's, she's good. And she's very good in this role. I, yeah, basically for all the, all the reasons you stated, I don't don't have much to add to that. Just, it's, again, but a very flat character. And everyone in this Mm -hmm. movie is. um, They're meant to be. But that's the thing. That's the, so I guess that's really one of the main tentpole. I guess issues. If what are you here for is kind of the question, right? If you're here okay. for amazing choreography and video gamey fights and the visual splendor and all the amazing eye candy, eye candy, eye cocaine that this movie is, <laughs> um, it's literally eye cocaine. Then you're gonna love it. But if you're here for like learning about characters, character development, wrong movie. You're here. You're the. You're in the wrong movie. And unfortunately, I think things could have been done with this film that gave us more of that that we could like really attach to characters. Because at the very end of the movie, I wasn't feeling happy for Michael Sarah or um, Ramona Flowers. I was just kind of okay. That's the end of the movie. 
no more no more kung fu fights against monsters or you know evil people <laughs> or monsters there are some monsters uh so yeah i that is a bit of an issue and it's surprising because edgar wright is very is usually very good with characters like Shaun the dead has a, a lot of good character stuff in there and growth. i think it's also the source yeah. material of this too that's fair too yeah but even then i don't want to be dismissive of comic books and and video no, games I, too. I feel like do that you the know? characters being flat is part of the story i don't think it's an I accident i think it's a choice Nah, I don't know. I, I I don't want to assume, you know, directorial intent and authorial okay. att- intent. I it doesn't read that way to me. I feel like it was an afterthought then in service to again the great visuals and the fight scenes and all that fun stuff, which I and we'll talk about it. I found it exhilarating and and exhausting. But um <laughs> which they are supposed to be. That's not that's by design. So I don't know if it was by design. I don't know if that was an intentional choice. But again, I can't assume what a director was intending to do. I can just read what's on the screen and make my own yeah. assumptions. So, okay. And then I, I like their little date with Ramona where he's just they're they're on the swings and they're just talking and you've all these like little moments. And then she's, and then they just go back to her house and all I could think like, okay, I laughed at the tea part. I really like that tea, that tea line. That's good. All the rattling. I also all feel the, the Earl gray. Cause she wait the very last year. And we have Earl gray. And I'm like, that's a next generation reference. I'm a hundred percent sure. That's what that is. Really? Wow, you're really reading into it. I did not catch that. Well, because he always drinks Earl Grey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's and the fact that it's saved at the end, everything is sleepy time. We got sleepy time. We got Kingston. We got honey. We, you know, everything is said very quickly, and that one just said Earl Grey. She actually memorized those two for that delivery. She had to. You had to. I mean, she ra- I mean, she rattles them off so fast, you couldn't. Yeah, they could have written them down and put them inside that cabinet. Oh, good point. She in- she insisted she wanted to to memorize them. Oh, interesting. Oh, that was an actual choice. Okay, cool. Fun fact about like, you know, sleepy time chamomile and like the peppermint teas and stuff. A lot of the teas that company makes are not really teas. They're herbal infusions. So because it would be a tea, you have to use either green or black tea leaves. And that might be a white one, too. I forget. But you have to use real tea leaves. There's like three choices. And most teas you get are not really teas. They're they're herbal infusions. So fun huh. fact, I toured the I toured the factory where they make the sleepy time tea and all that stuff. Oh, so sleepy time's a real tea. Yeah. Or yeah that, that, whatever it is. That one's real liver disaster. Not so much liver. Dis- <laughs> no, it is not. Uh, yeah. Like the peppermint. I, again, another fun fact, we toured that factory and the peppermint teas where, you know, you get you know, peppermint tea. I forget the name of the actual company. You, they have a special room where they keep the peppermint and you walk in there, it's a giant sealed door, and you walk in, and it just smells like the most intense peppermint you've ever smelled in your life. It's like hits your nose, like everything just like opens up in your face, you know? And they keep it in a separate area because peppermint is extremely invasive. So they kept it in the factory. Peppermint would just get into everything. Kind of like if someone in your office, when we had offices, would put like peppermints in a box of chocolate, you know, like those little bins of chocolate a receptionist will have on their desk. If they put peppermints in there, everything tastes like peppermint. Every chocolate tastes like it because it's a very invasive aroma and flavor. This is what your audience is here for. They're all gone. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. We can say whatever we want. They're all gone. Everyone, everyone's gone. So The way I've but, come to with this podcast, if you're listening to the show, you're listening to the show because you like the personalities. Well, <laughs> I hope I don't ruin your numbers, sir. No. But anyway, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. So you're on like how many episodes of the show at this I, point? I know. I know. Like 50, I think, by now? It has to be. Gotta be. It's gotta be. Yeah, it's gotta be. I oh. can tell you 25 of them for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. 
Anyway, so this is a good. So I forget even where we're at. Um, we're at the tea, and then we went out with tea to the apartment and to the. It's kind of a cool moment where they kind of get somewhat amorous, you know. But I have and, a very important question, Bill. Never this kiss earned when he when she first kisses him. Was it earned? And the little hearts come out and she kisses them. <laughs> um, no, because when you're that age, how could it be? <laughs> it's just it's also just, it's just like he asked me out for a date. Yeah, and he's and an kind of late. Let's go to we're gonna bring him to my apartment. Okay, why not? Yeah, why not? And everything with Ramona is, eh, why not? And she says it right in the in the text of the film where she's saying, I'm just very spur of the moment. I live in the moment. She kind of says, eh, you know what? Kind of cute. Let me give him a smooch. and Let me make out with him for a little bit. And they're, then, eh, let's, let's pretend to have sex. But then they don't. She's like, ah, I don't feel like it anymore. And, they're also which, adapting six comic volumes into an hour and a half movie. So This is fair. This is fair. They're, they're going to rush it a little bit. But I would say, <laughs> sure, but... Again, at that age, does it really matter? Is is anything earned when you're 22 <laughs> and, and 20? No. It is in your brain. You consider it yes. earned? Yeah, well, he didn't do anything to earn it. He just he was just happy to be there. <laughs> he was just physically there. <laughs> he showed up and walked in the door. Like, that's literally all he did. Well, oh, no, yeah, he and, walked in, in the text said, of the film. She's like, dude, I'm changing. And then she puts her arms around him. So there yeah, you go, kids. Like, oh. you, want, you want your first smooch? You pester a girl for a date and then just kind of walk into her bedroom. Yeah, right. don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Her please, per- in- please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Completely invade her personal space. It's not, it's called, personal space is a polite suggestion. It really doesn't matter for you. You just walk yeah. on in. Yeah, because that won't work in 2022. Oh, God. It, no, it I mean, not. even 2020, it wouldn't have worked in reality, but it worked yeah. in a, in a movie, a dumb, a movie, a dumb movie. I love this movie, but it's still a dumb uh, movie. He had a, yeah, he was like probably looking for a bathroom and he, and he covers his eyes. So, you know, he, he's immediately apologetic. That's, that's yeah, fine. which was good. I do like the one moment where he's likable is when he's in bed with her and she's like, ah, I'm not, I'm not feeling anymore. We're not going to have sex now. And he's like, okay, well, well this is in his classic mumblecore. <laughs> sheepish. <laughs> sheepish. This is, this is actually nice. And I felt at that moment like, oh, he means that. Yeah. Like he means, he, he misses this part of being in a relationship. I, for a moment, I felt a bit of emotion for the guy. I was like, well, oh, because he really wasn't do, an like, athlete, he doesn't try to force her. He just, I like how she's like, I reserve the right to, you know, to change my mind if I do. Yes, <laughs> you like, do. Of course you do. I, I like that. I also like that it's that female empowerment instead of like, you know, showing other ways they could have went with this. Like, I was happy that's how they went. Because if they went the other ways, I might have been like, my, my, one of my favorite movies. Just, oh, I can't watch anymore. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a nice little moment. It's a, it's a, it's a well written moment. It's, it's cool. Yeah, I like that. And at least she, at least she was 17 and not like 14, like in Beetlejuice. Oh my God. Was she 14 in Beetlejuice? Yeah, she was 14. 14 to 15. She's still in high school. Like, <sighs> but early high school. Like a freshman. God, that, that movie hurt. And <laughs> he, was, he was dead. Are the, the rules the same? Yeah, you, no, but she was under 18. <laughs> and the rules are the same. Uh, yes. Yes, they are, actually. I did, yeah. I think. God, we, we, we ripped apart that movie in ways that I don't know how to explain. I think. Uh, Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah, that's I, all I feel at this point, too. I agree. But and then you have them go to the rocket bar, which is them getting ready for their first contest, <laughs> part of the Battle of the Bands, which is all about this. What this they talk about a lot in this movie. And this is funny because he invites both. He invites Ramona to the battle to the to see them play. But Knives is also there because he invites Knives too, of course. I love our first shot of the rocket bar. We get the little splash text that says, "Fun fact: This place is a toilet." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, and it's just like it's just funny because like Anna Kendrick, who plays his sister, I like I like her because she's well, she's in Pitch Perfect. She's great. And she's also in the Twilight movies, too. 
Uh-huh. He's the first one. I don't remember how far that character lasts, but she's just funny in this because she realizes pretty quickly that, or she knows already that, yeah, she already knows that he's dating Ramona and has knives. And she's like, and then I forget if somebody like, and she just, you know, you just see the look she gives when, when she sees Ramona and she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> she's like introduced to friends. She introduces everyone. She goes, oh, and this is knives. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a, that's a good, their awkwardness together. But what I liked about it was neither one of them were terribly awkward. He, again, Michael Senna was the only one, or Scott was the only one who was like freaking out. But they had, their reaction is like, okay, clearly you know each other. You're allowed to know other women. This is not, yeah. okay, why are you freaking out? You know, until they find the very end that he had, you know, cheated on them together, <laughs> cheated on both of them at the same time. So <laughs> pretty uh, much, yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. I mean, that's so, what I mean. That's what he's doing. He's young because he has a girlfriend and another girlfriend. That's kind of how that goes. And that's the... interesting too because it shows the maturity that they have, uh, their maturity that he doesn't have. Where right. it's like, so how do you know him? You know, like that. That's a very natural thing I think for people, especially um, girls. I guess uh, and women mature faster than boys. They yes. just do. Hundred percent. And they, that's just how it works. So he's all, I gotta go pee. Of course, you have your, your pee meter, which is completely. I gotta go pee so. on her. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that when he stumbles on his words too. In that part, that part's just funny. Yeah. But it's just, I'm just like one point where knives is about. Where she, or I think Ramon's about. Well, how do you know? How do you know Scott or something like someone that comes up and then all of a sudden she's distracted because they're about to go on because you have Crash and the Boys play. Okay, that was funny too. Like you have Anna Kendricks or his sister as a boyfriend, and you have Wallace keep touching him, which I didn't. Which I was watching, pay more attention this time. I'm like, okay, because I knew where it was going. So that was funny. But then you have like this whole little scene with Crash and the Boys where he's just yelling at him, like this song is for the guy up there. I hate you. I hope you die. Very funny. Again, these these uh, those little notes are really good. Yeah, those little beats. And may I say how much of a fan I am of Anna Kendricks? I really do. She's like great. her as an act, she's awesome. So she I, I'm like always a good a, person too. I think seems like right. I yeah. I don't. Think I haven't heard anything bad about her when. No, she seems decent. When uh, I saw a clip of her and and Justin Timberlake when they were on tour, where they were kind of doing their press junkets for Trolls, who she's actually very good in Trolls. I kind of like Trolls. It's a good. Movie. It's not bad for a kids movie. She just seemed very funny and kind of aloof and just had a just had a good time. Someone who's aware it's okay to have a good time as a celebrity. Yeah. She's very good and up in the air. Um, she's awesome in that movie. Anna Kendrick, big fan. I like her a lot. She's also good in Twilight, too. Never seen Twilight. I want to change that one please day. Don't, no, please. No, 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 no. <laughs> please don't change that for me. I don't need to change. I I don't need to change. Next I'll go see we're screw. doing I'll, all five I'll, Twilight movies. I'll, 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 I don't care. I'll see it. For this show, I'll see anything. I'll I want to put them on the show because I also want to rewatch them because I like one through three a lot. Well, I'm a Robert Pattinson fan now, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> you just find those movies. He does... He hated, he hated doing those movies. That's Did he really? Yes. Did he really? He hated them? Nope. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's funny. And then the this is when they go on the stage and the first song they play, because like I said before, he's about to start playing because the girlfriend's about to tell girlfriend about other girlfriend. So, you know, he's got to, he's like, we got to play now. We have to play now and loud. <laughs> and the first song they play, the band plays Garbage Truck. Yeah. And I Great. guess. This time it really hit me. I'm like, okay, they're playing garbage truck because he's he's garbage too right now. Again, I, okay, I, I, that's all I took it because it's like fair. he has a girlfriend seeing his other girlfriend. Like that's garbage. Yeah, it's bad. It's again, we we in well stop. He just sucks. Let's get this kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Earlier in this scene is where the smooch happens too, where knives runs up and plants one on him. Oh, you're right in front yeah. of Ramona. Oh, uh, yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. 
I, my skin crawled. I was like, oh. my wife actually hit her eyes. My wife spent a lot of this, this movie just hiding her eyes in cringe mode. She, <laughs> she has a hard time with cringe. And I, I love cringe. I, I curb your enthusiasm yeah, all the way. No, 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 no. Like that kind of like awkward cringe. I just love that stuff. It just makes me smile. What you want me to do? Um, Leave you a note? Cat dead in freezer? Tell you when I get yeah. home? What? Love that. Oh, come on. <laughs> what a great beat. Hey, everyone. Listen to that Reanimator episode. Watch Reanimator first. Yeah, don't do that part. Watch, the listen to the episode. Don't watch that movie. No, watch the movie. Listen to uh, Michael. Now, Michael K. Hughes. <laughs> you are say, not, not going to do. I'm not going to do are, either one of those things. You are, not, yeah, <laughs> you are not allowed to watch Reanimator, sir. I know your sensibilities. You can't watch that. I'm going to. You're denied, but. I mean, the scene with the cat thing, just the quote that we're making is pretty funny. But good line. That's the only thing that, yeah. (laughs) I'm good. It's a bad thing. I have other stuff I don't watch. Oh, and this is also when you see the the first ex-boyfriend, ex, sorry, not ex-boyfriend, ex shows up in this movie. Uh, Matthew Platel or whatever the hell his name is. That's right. Yeah. Okay. He... He's funny. Like I, I there's a couple of funny things I didn't catch about this one before. Like when they start fighting, there's a part when he punches him, he does a 64 hit combo. Yep. Yeah, I never caught that before. I was like, ah, 64, ah. Yeah, 64, and the the, com- the large combo had like Killer Instinct vibes to it for me. So, oh, it was, okay, it was cool. N64, probably Nintendo 64. It's probably the reference. Oh but, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, I really let's just pe- camp out on this because again, I think the, the beats of the fight are fun, but I want to just kind of over overall state how good the fight choreography in this movie is. Even if it's completely unrealistic that this dope would somehow, I'm getting the comics is probably fleshed out more, I suspect, but I can't imagine why this, why this Nimrod, this complete dolt has immediately has the ability to, to fight in this like video game style arena. The, the film really asks you to just let it go. Yeah. Like, it's like you, yeah. the comic really doesn't do it any better. There's one line where I think it's, Stacy says, "Don't doesn't this guy know that Scott's like the best best fighter in the land or something? That's that's all we hear of it." I said it's very interesting, and I think this is a big part of this movie's charm is how it. And I mentioned this before is how it blends this video game, you know, Street Fighter type of fighting, very anime. And I don't know if the comic is is more like a manga or anime than or manga, I guess, because it's written. Um, <laughs> again, has like or an anime vibe than you know than a tr- traditional like comic book. But it all seemed very, and actually, you know, people talked about this as a video game movie. Uh, this is more of an anime to me. Like, this, yeah. and I don't, and I don't watch any anime. <laughs> I'm exposed to it because I live in the world of video games in this world. So, of course, I'm exposed to this stuff. But it seems very more anime than games. Uh, but the fight choreography is so good, and this is where this movie shines the brightest for me: is its visuals and the inventiveness of each encounter. And I, I love. All the encounters in this game, I game. See, <laughs> all the encounters, <laughs> all the encounters in this movie are really top notch. And there, that's why I think I was there. I'm here for Scott Pilgrim somehow, some way, being an incredible fighter, and just the film literally just saying, "You just, I'm not going to explain this. There is no explanation. <laughs> just enjoy it. I just enjoy it. Don't worry about why everyone's just watching and no one's freaking out because all of a sudden people are being exploded into coins." Just, just go with it. Forget about it. And I think that's sometimes really fun and freeing to see a film that says, "No, just, just go with it. It's fine." It's funny you say that because everyone, like you said, everyone's fine with the fight. But when Matthew starts singing, Stacy's like, "What? What? Seriously? That's that's crossing the line." The singing is funny too. Um, Pirates are in this year. 
<laughs> oh, it's really, really good. I love his last name was Patel, right? I can't remember yeah. the, uh, nope. the. So I'll just say Patel. Uh, I love Patel's crew of what was it? Uh, the demon hipster em- emo chicks. hipster chicks <laughs> <laughs> with the evil demon mouths. That was very funny and. Yeah, all this stuff's very, very good. Um, you can fireball some about a fireball. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great. It translates pretty well to the game where you're fighting him and they're hovering around him shooting fireballs at you. I want to play the game. It's I pretty good. I heard it's good. Yeah, I've heard it's it's good. It was gone for a long time, but it's yeah. you can buy it again. I keep seeing ads on GameStop trying to sell me a digital code for five bucks for a Switch. <laughs> five bucks. Five bucks. Yeah. I should. Ah. It's just if it was physical, I would already ordered it, but it's digital, so I'm like, eh, I already have. I have. I bought a copy of it already on Epic for some reason because it wasn't think, on Steam. It's only on Epic. Yeah, yeah I don't get that. I think a limited run might have done a limited run of physical. They did copies, but I'm not willing to pay what they want. So, <laughs> and I don't care enough. Huh. Anyway, there's that too. But I do want to play it. I do really want to play it. And you have that. You have them to finish the fight, and I think the she. She's waiting for him still after this fight. I think they go home in the bus together. Yeah, because this is where we get the exposition about how he has to defeat her seven evil exes. He's like, your seven evil ex-boyfriends? Exes. Which yeah, in the yeah, comics, she, yeah. she actually says ex-boyfriends, so oh. I don't know why that's Oh, changed, really? But, okay. Yeah. I really do like all that, though. I find it hilarious how she keeps correcting him and he doesn't get it. Yeah, until he does. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott gets it. Complete with Sonic sound effect. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. And this is when you have him. He goes home. Or no, they start making. I was like, "Well, can we make out then?" She's like, "Sure." Start making out on the bus. So what you're saying now is that we are dating. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the ambiguity of dating, right? Like, especially at that age, even when you're older. You know, like when do you slap the title on the relationship, right? When you say, "Oh, you're my girlfriend or boyfriend," or when when do you say that? And it's, I think that even c- continues on even into other adulthood where it's like, yes, we're just kind of a thing and we're having fun. I mean, are we serious? Because I think the term girlfriend or dating um, is a level. It's a level up at this game would like to think. <laughs> it, so I think that's 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 a again, that's a very realistic, I think, idea and emotion. I mean, I did the same thing when I first met Tiff. I think it was our third or fourth. I think it was our third date or so because after she watched this movie with me a couple of days later. I'm like, you're my, you can be my girlfriend. Like, I remember we had to make the Facebook official. That's you. That, that's when you're when officially your partner, you know, make it Facebook official. I, the digital age. Gotta love it. I love the digital. I, I love, okay. I love the digital age. So I also work in the digital age too. Cause I, there was no digital. I wouldn't have a job. So I'm okay with it. That's fair. <laughs> I love, but then again, also with the digital, I wouldn't be able to do what I do now. So yeah. Either a, job. Yes. One job pays me a dollar a month and one pays me a lot more. So, hey. <laughs> And this is when he goes back to the apartment, and this is when Wallace tells me he has to break up with knives. In the morning, Wallace like, you got to break up with knives, and he's like, it's so hard. And yeah, to... <laughs> talks about, uh, yeah, gives him this big sermon, and then uh, Stacy's boyfriend walks out of the bathroom. He's like, double standard. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so it, uh, yeah, it, it's very. Um, so I lost my train of thought, so I'll just be quiet. I lost my train it's of thought. Funny. Never mind. It's, it is funny. I, it is. I, I like it. And I also, and then it's when you have the Lucas Lee, you see the Lucas Lee ad that he's watching on TV <laughs> right before. And that's just Chris Evans is great. Oh yeah. It took me a minute to recognize him as Chris Evans. To be honest. Uh-huh. It, it took me a few. I was like, wait a minute, James, is that Chris Evans? She's like, yes. <laughs> like this is before <laughs> Captain America, Chris Evans though. Oh yeah. No, totally. So I, it, he definitely was, uh, was good in that role for sure. 
And I'll, I, what I was going to say is him just again, if you don't like this character now, if you have if you don't like Scott up to this point, him whining that it's too hard really hit my ears in a strange place where it may not have hit others because that's how I, that, well that's what my son does when he had, tell him to take a bath will he get time to take a bath <laughs> stop whining about it it's you, you what that's literally the sound that hit my brain and i'm like I, I can't i can't handle this 22 year old whining like my son who doesn't want to be exposed to water and soap for the love of it please Hey, just to let you know, that's a thing that continues on as you get older, too, when you're in your 70s and 80s or 80s or 90s. You don't want to be exposed to water either. And so I can tell you that in case you're curious. That's what you get to look forward to when you get old and you're living in a senior house. and You're like, I don't want to know. You're trying to kill me. 70 at the age of 70. Please drop me off a cliff. I don't want to experience any of that. Just hey, don't don't worry. You can just give me a call and I'll help you find a place. I'm still doing the same. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Thank you, my dude. I'll be. I, uh, and this I, is I when kid. I, I, you're doing you're doing the good work, man. You really are. You're doing you still work. got like a solid 15 years, Bill. You're good. By the time he gets in his and he's, you know, 60 or so, the, the new retirement age will be 80 because you got to make sure you pay the extra tax to Jeez. for whoever for the rich guys, you know, hurt <laughs> 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 enough. Terrible stuff, and this is when well, more terrible stuff, but at least funny terrible stuff. And then he goes like he go like the way that he breaks up with her is they like, go out on another date and they're just hanging out, and then he takes her to like they're at the record store, and he just breaks up. It's like, yeah, we got to break up. It just it isn't working out. At the worst possible moment, too, she invites him over for dinner. <laughs> yeah, parents- so what she replies like Chinese food. <laughs> oh God, <sighs> or the fact that like they always have to say. She's Chinese, like Knife's child, kind of like you don't need to say like, it's just it's I'm like, this is racist. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's biased. Yeah, I, I would agree. Okay, with that that's for sure. Biased. Yeah, I think it's biased and it's needlessly so, you know, but I, yeah, the whole thing again, picking the worst possible time because he realizes, oh, no, meeting the parents. That's a step. That yes. means we're dating. That's what that means. You meet the parents. You're officially dating. That's come on. That's that's really where it is. And that is what prompts him to be like. So well, seconds later, she says that she's in love. That probably oh, that help. was it too. Oh yeah, oh, when he shoes right. it away, she's like, "I'm in yep. love," and the pink that's, smoke comes. And he's like, oh, and he's, I love yeah, the that's effects. Fun. That's a fun effect. Yeah, I like that one. Which just makes him more of an asshole. Yeah, he's not able yeah. to. He, he's not there. You know. Nor should he be. She shouldn't spend a lot of time with this guy. He's not worth it. Like, he's literally <laughs> not worth it. So. Like, uh, Wallace tells her much earlier in the movies, you're too good for him. Yeah. And he's right. <laughs> Wallace is 100% right. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's not wrong. <sighs> uh, more practice. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have more practice. And then you have her show up with the blue hair. And he can't get over the fact that she changed her hair color. Weird. And this is when you get the whole thing where he's she's like, I change my hair color every other week or every week and a half. Like, it's just what I do. I'm but it shouldn't bother him. Good blue. It does. But it also shouldn't bother him. Like, it bothers him more than it really should. It's a very yeah. weird beat, and I don't know what the filmmakers are trying to say with that. You know asshole. what I mean? Like, well, yeah, but we already know that. We already they understand. Wanna, they <clears throat> want to send it home. It's his insecurities. She's so open to change oh, and dropping go. him like there a bad go. habit. It's not out of the question. You're right. Yes, oh, that I is what's cemented. That. Yeah, especially when he's, like, cooking, you know, and He's, he actually does state that you're right. Yeah, he, he states because if she's so if she's willing to just change her hair color every, you know, every 10 days, how what's to stop her from just 
dumping me because I'm no longer, you know, the flavor of the month, which yeah. fair. It's a fair yeah. concern. You know, maybe you just don't be an ass and maybe or yeah, maybe just put some intentionality into the relationship and invest yeah. and hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> and risk getting hurt. Right. Because that's what it is that you risk when you get into a relationship with anybody. There's a risk that's just not going to work out and you invest. And that's why it sucks because you invested and you got, you know, there was good times, I'm sure, and bad times. But now you got to start over and reinvest. And that sucks. It really does suck. Mm-hmm. I, I like, yeah, but I agree with Mike. The blue hair looks good. And like the whole the whole dinner at Scott's is kind of funny, too. Like where, you know, he's cooking her dinner. And he just cooks her garlic bread. Yeah, very funny. Even though like, even though he's seen crushing nuts in the earlier in the scene. Like, what was that for? I got nothing. I the way I, I almost read it as like him trying to like show off a little bit, like he knows how to cook, and at the end of the day, <laughs> he really doesn't, and maybe realizes, oh boy, I just can't give her like crushed nuts for. Uh, <laughs> so I guess yeah. But it's fun to cook, but I get it. Like I didn't know how to cook at twenty two either. So no, no, no. I don't here's the, here's, here's a quick aside. I know I think my cast get going pretty soon. So let's oh see. no, I got till I got till five. Okay, we can accelerate a little bit. What was the okay. first thing that you ever? cooked like real thing you cooked when you when you live when you live here by yourself and you're 22 23 you don't care about cooking for the most part some people do so you're just the hamburger helper count. spaghetti hamburger no okay like, the real first meal. thing i would have made would have been either tilapia mm. or soy oh. sauce chicken as i call it where i fry chicken with soy sauce and vegetables in there okay that's, and that's then the first real thing i made like more challenging was i would make alfredo shrimp pasta and i made the alfredo sauce myself with creamer and i don't have been a while and cheese and stuff yeah i it's i think it's a lot better uh, but yeah see the first thing that you would present to a guest right like you're not going to give your guests hamburger helper but tilapia and would, shrimp. Uh, tilapia, <laughs> tilapia and shrimp, i made sure. for tiff yeah actually i think one of the first dishes i made for her was shrimp alfredo pasta there you go i had what like about, i had yeah. i had i had red lobster rolls cooking in the oven I had the shrimp in one pan. I had the pasta in another pan. I had, and I had the sauce with the shrimp. Yeah, it was a whole like a whole big meal I made her. It was one of our early dates. It was, actually, I think it might have been because I made her something when we watched this movie. Because like when I first met her, we went on a one date. We're like we're not having our early dates being at the at the apartment. I'm like I'm not going to come off as an like a creep. So <laughs> we had a couple dates at restaurants. And our third date, I invited her over and I and I cooked her dinner. Yeah. Well, and and Michael, uh, Michael, if you don't want to engage in this ridiculous digression, because this is the kind of stuff that ends up on. <laughs> This is kind of like my show stuff. <laughs> it's fine. Um, you don't have to, um, but yeah. So I don't. I don't know why that just came to my brain. But no, I mean it's a good. It's a good point. I mean, I didn't cook at twenty two just because I lived in a basement and I wasn't allowed to use the oven upstairs. So <laughs> I mean, that's why I didn't cook till Wait I moved out my own apartment. See sunlight. Yeah, no sunlight. <laughs> so, well, the joke also, I wasn't allowed to shower sometimes because someone else lived in the area where the shower was, and sometimes she'd be in a bad mood and she was old. So I wasn't allowed to go upstairs and shower to like, I had to wait until she was in a better mood. Were you like a ward of the state or something? Like, did you? That's what it felt you, like, but no. Were you like trip trapping under a bridge? Like, I lived what with, was going I lived on? with my, my ex-girlfriend's mother and her grandmother. Okay. But they because didn't let you. We had a kid. She left. Oh. I kept the kid and the, and my grand, her, her mother had custody of the kid because I was stupid. That's another story, and I, and and I lived in this basement, and it just wasn't the most Jeez, great way of living. Time, man. Was the address Ten Cloverfield Lane? No, it was not. <laughs> I still remember the address, but no. <laughs> wow, wowie zowie. Okay, see so, again. This is my show stuff. I apologize to our no, listeners. I, I, I share all sorts of stuff on on, on the show about me at this point. Yeah. But no, it just wasn't. So I didn't cook because I wasn't allowed to. I just cooked. We lived out of a microwave mostly. You didn't have an oven. You had to microwave. Every, geez, mm-hmm. Louise. I thought we, okay. we had a pizza cooker. 
I didn't even have I didn't even have a skill or anything. Like now I have skillets and oh yeah, you didn't have I got a on my own. Top? I started cooking. not even like a stove top that you could like nope, saute something. Wow, just a microwave. Just a microwave. Did you have a refrigerator? Uh, yeah, or that say. <laughs> we had a or at least a freezer. <laughs> we had a full fridge and we had a chest freezer. Okay. Yes. Oh, there okay. you go. Wow. How about you swap out the chest freezer for a, for a stovetop, you ghouls? <laughs> Not you, of course. The also, the freezer was also right next to that... the toilet, and the toilet just had a shower curtain as a door. Oh, my oh, God. I want. I, okay, we can't do this now. We can't do this now. <laughs> I, so it's I okay. Sh- I was watching. Hey, I li- it, it fits the theme of this movie because I lived in a, I lived at, the, at that basement when I saw this movie, and I also lived with my son's uncle, who would have different girls over, because he'd be because he was always dating somebody, and he probably was dating seventeen year olds, and he was twenty two, also maybe. And <laughs> I would not be surprised. And they would just—I mean, there were different times. There's random girls just living with us at different times. I'm like, why? That's but interesting. Yeah. It would never be long, but they'd be staying with us for like a couple of week or two, and then they then he'd move on to the next girl. This is totally right. my show stuff. So anyway, so, <laughs> we will we will we will cycle we'll back. The we'll people that would that would know what I'm talking about won't hear this, so it's okay. <laughs> fair. All right, this fair. is when they. So he fails a date because they're supposed to go to God. Yeah, because he thinks he's going to get like second base or second and a half base. But then he ends up just getting nervous. And then and then he just finds an excuse to put his hat on because I think she says his hair looks shaky and he gets all freaked out and leaves. Yeah, this is the whole hair thing. This is kind of a recurring beat in this movie. Him and his his hair girlfriend broke up with him. Yeah. 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 Haircut and three hours later, she dumped him. So yeah, and again, this is all insecurities, and I, I kind of can identify with it, right? Like, you as- associate things you did wrong for things that happened to you that likely were partially your fault. Like, any relationship that breaks up, for the most part, each partner had something going on, right? And then sometimes yeah. relationships break up because one person's just evil and awful, and they need to just leave and be gone. But, um, yeah, sometimes just bad people that you're with. Yeah, <laughs> I think everyone has. I've been there, too. and. Yeah, so I I, I kind of like thought that was kind of endearing. I like the fact that as soon as they turn back, again more visual flair. He's always got a hat on. The second they cut back, he's his hat is on. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think it's really really cute That's and so fun. Good. Yeah, <laughs> and like everything. And this is when you get you run into the second ex boyfriend who ends up being Lucas Lee, the actor. Yeah, they go to Casa Loma where they filmed X Men. This Xavier's oh. mansion. That's cool. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that. Okay. I did not know that either. This is a good scene. Like everything with this, with them fighting him, like all of it's really good with Lucas Lee and like where he's starting to shoot the movie and then he's pointing, uh, you know, he's posted like, and he's like, I'm coming. Only thing standing between me and her is you, Scott Pilgrim. And he's like, he's talking to me. And then he starts punching him. He's like, can I have your autograph? <laughs> I love that. Very fun. Yeah, this the whole fight's good. I, I love how the fight ends too. I, I do love the fact that this game, gee, I keep calling it a game. Yeah, <laughs> I keep it's okay. calling it. I love the fact that this movie really does one of the better things it does in emulating video games and not just the visuals and the, the combo counters and all that, how there's always a weak point or there can be a trick in defeating the the boss, right? I, which is always the fun yeah. thing about games is when you not just when you don't have to brute force them, you can also trick them or beat them in a different way. The, the, some of the best games do that, like your Deus Ex does that and things like that. Prey does that really well. So... I love that about this where he knows he couldn't physically defeat him, but he can trick him into, you know, destroying himself. I I love that aspect of this where a lot of this movie is that right. Well, them so. fighting all the stunt doubles, I think is hilarious too. That's very good. Yeah, it's fun. And the way that he, like the way that he, like you're saying, the way he beats him is just like, well, I bet you can't go down those, you know, grind all that <laughs> and survive. And the guy's like on oh, these rickety rails in the snow. And there you, are girls watching. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Good. And then he just dies. 
pretty much. Yeah, he just goes too coin. fast and just explodes. Yeah, he, t- coin. he totally bails. <laughs> and so does so does Ramona. Speaking of bailing, because this is when he finds out Ramona just left. Yep. She's like, I'm done. Bye. I ain't dealing with this. Which I get it. Man, we, we haven't even gone into the number motifs because there's just too much to list. But like Lucas Lee pointing at him with two fingers and he's got the, the double L logo tattooed on his neck. Oh, man, I love all this. I didn't, OK, I didn't get that. I didn't realize they all have like numbers references. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The mm-hmm. car he gets out of has a two on it. Yep. Good. That's cool. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, it's, but I, I caught that with uh, three with the next one. He obviously uh-huh. has a shirt with the giant three on. I was like, oh, okay, movie. Okay, yeah. cool. And then gotcha. Roxy's fights at a club that's just called four. Yeah, see? I never yes. caught any of this. Well, now you got to go neat. back and watch it again. I will be at some <laughs> point. I love this. I mean, this movie's on Netflix. I would just throw it on Netflix randomly when I'm editing. I have that's so much editing. Well, that right is. But God, it's a, it's a, I, I still love this movie. And then this is when you have Envy calls him when he's at home. Oh, he's all upset because Ramona left him. And he gets a phone call in the morning thinking it's Ramona and it's Envy. This is where he gets the, the lesbians line, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. You got to say the L word. Lesbians? No. Lesbians? <laughs> it's so very Love, good. Scott. I wasn't trying to trick you. <sighs> yeah. It's just so stupid. Yeah. Like, he, the idea, too, is he, yeah. can't under, he can't admit to himself the word love, I guess, is part of it. What they're he, going for. Yeah. Again, it's, it's kind of one of those where, and again, everyone's been through, they, they state that it's been a year since he broke up with envy uh, envy thank you it's it's been a year right a year is a long mourning period for a breakup because again everybody listening has had a breakup yeah. where it just takes a while i remember one time i, I broke up with somebody i was so upset we had this like, a little keychain that we got down the shore how jersey is that a keychain <laughs> down the shore and like i was so upset i like threw it out of my moving car like just dramatic you know and it just took it takes a while sometimes you know where Don't you just want to you just, you just can't, <laughs> yeah, you just, you, you just can't, it's a mourning period, right? It's an end of something. When my, my son's mother left me, which is the one that I was living with her parents or her mother. At one point we were going to get married and I had our wedding bands and I took them and chucked them into a pond. <laughs> oh, wow. So that, you is, want to dramatic? that was my dramatic thing. I mean, all right. <laughs> we've all done it. We've all done it. And I, I kind of get that and, and just understand that he was probably really into her and he was probably actually opened himself up, which is what I read into it. Again, there's nothing in the text that says, says that, but that's one of my assumptions. And that's why he's so standoffish. He's not letting anybody in, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And this Ramona that Ramona is the first one who he, he really is infatuated with and is considering letting, letting in. So yeah. Ramona's a little crazy. (laughs) Maybe not crazy. That's okay. Word. I shouldn't yeah, say that. Ramona's she, just, there's other issues. Yeah, Ramona's got her own stuff, like her own baggage. And I even think she says at some point, yeah, we all have our does. baggage, right? Yep. We all have our stuff. And of course you do. There's, that's, that's a true statement. There's a lot of truth in this movie, but it gets washed over by the just dazzling <laughs> cornucopia of visuals. Yeah, again, so Tr- that's true. Truth like bread makes you fat. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very funny too, but a very good moment. This is also very true. Probably sure the does. most quoted line from this entire movie throughout is it? You know, the world. I hear it, it all the time and different stuff. Really? It might not, I mean, it is. Well, I'm probably from here, but yeah, I mean, it is the truth. Bread does make you fat, unfortunately. Sure I mean, I love bread and I eat bread, but it ain't going to stop me, unfortunately. But yeah, it does make you fat. Everything makes you fat if you eat enough. Well, bread, you don't have to. It's just because <laughs> of carbs. Carbs really make you fat. You want to eat less carbs. I don't, but that's what you want to do. Yes. And this is when he's going, he's going somewhere. Oh, he's going to the coffee shop to go see his sister. And this is when you have the ex-girlfriend attacks. 
and he doesn't realize who she is or what's happening. She's yeah. attacked by a random girl, Ninja. Mae Whitman. Oh, that hurts. Is that the actor's name or the character's name? The actress's name. Roxy okay. Richter is the, the character. Oh, I should know that. I just watched so the This movie. is a, the voice of Katara from Avatar. And oh. she was April in the 2013, the, the first Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles cartoon. She's done a lot of voice acting. Okay. Oh, cool. That's cool. I mean, I did not know that. This is. I think the coffee shop is funny where he goes to see his sister. He calls her and she's like, I'm just getting off. And he calls her right outside the shop, goes inside and she's already gone. <laughs> and the other girl who's like, it works everywhere. He's like, you work here too. She's like, someone. Yeah. And then this is when her mouth is, she's swearing at him constantly, but they bleep it all out and put a little black bar in front of her, her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't talked about Aubrey Plaza yet. No. As Julie, she's, she's a great character. Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> she does a good job. <laughs> she's hilarious. I just I like how she always has all these different jobs and he has no jobs. Uh-huh. They're called jobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I do like how Anna Kendra's character like she you see her leaving and then she's already outside. Yeah, because she's tying up her hair when she's talking to him on the phone and then cut to him inside to the back of a brunette tying up her hair and it turns out to be Julie. Good stuff. Yeah, very good. I know Aldrey Plaza's went on to have a lot of movies. Oh, she was on one of those sh- Park shows, Park. right? Parks and Rec. Yeah. Okay, I've never watched it. That's okay. I've Chris heard good Pratt's, things about it, but Chris Pratt's in it. Yeah, but I've, I've lost interest in him. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Everybody loves. I did in Guardians one, yeah, but I think I was... at this point I'm kind of just done with them. Yeah, I'll never care. understand it. I'll never understand why people dislike Chris Pratt. I, I, you know what? Maybe him playing Mario has really just cemented him. He's, as... just got, he's in too much stuff. Uh, Maybe there, I don't there's. Know. There's also or, choices, but I'm just thinking about yeah. it's not even like those include. I just I think oh, okay. I know why I don't like him. He made a terrible, terrible movie called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and I just can't <laughs> forgive him for that bullshit. Or is that? I think that's what made me go. That. I mean, because you had the great movie Guardians One, then you have that shit Guardians Two. If Guardians Three is shit too, then I'm done. God, please oh, don't. Oh, she be was shit, in. Guardians she 3. was in Legion. Oh, I remember. I watched like three episodes of that, and I was like, oh, I want to watch that someday. I don't know. It didn't Maybe. catch me. That and uh, what's the other one? Gifted? I think it's the other X-Men one. Yeah. That aren't connected in any shape or form, but they exist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. X-Men. Oh, Fox. Another X-Men game. It's been a long time since Destiny. Yeah. There's a reason. Oh, yeah. So this is where he oh he sees Ramon at the coffee shop, and this is when she's yelling at Julie's all yelling at him, at him and everything. I don't remember what else happens here. Uh, Envy shows up. OK, this is where she's like, I'm jealous. Yeah, he's like, I know it's early, but I don't think anything can get in the way of how I shit. Okay, that was funny. And this is when I think he's, he's invited to the concert. He's like, we're definitely not going to go. And then they go. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, yeah, she uh, she invites him and then they're invited Steven, to open. Yeah, Steven, Steven says, yeah. yeah, you got it. When I remember. And this is where he wakes up at Wallace's. I think Wallace has, has like multiple exploit, multiple boyfriends in the bed. And they're all <laughs> sleeping in the same bed. Very, a, a good beat. Another really good beat for him. But yeah, because uh, they leave the coffee shop, him and Ramona, and they're talking about a little more backstory of Scott's, how they dated, and she missed her best friend. And as Ramona puts it, two weeks, two weeks later, you heard they were sleeping together. And then she wants to go back to her place. And like you said, they wakes up in Wallace's bed with the others. And other Scott, which we didn't talk about, is Wallace's first boyfriend says, and you didn't bang her? <laughs> Couldn't stop thinking about my stupid ex-girlfriend. And uh, Jimmy, Stacy's boyfriend from earlier, says, is that the Uma Thurman movie? Which is <laughs> a great joke. I love that joke. It's a good joke. Yeah. 
I like the fact that he's always talking about second and a half base. As if you can actually be okay between second and third. Like, oh, about first and a half. Like, what is a half? Like, again, funny little beats. It's, yeah. And then you have, oh, this is when they're at practice. They're supposed to be at practice. And Knives ends up going to the, the house or wherever the hell they're at and looks through the window and sees Scott and Ramona together. Uh-huh. Just talk about, yeah, we're all adults here. And it's just the 17 years old. <laughs> and this is when she gets the blue highlight. This is funny when she dyes her hair and you like her and her sister. And, she, and she's like, I can't understand anything yeah. you're saying. So this is Tamara. This is one of the friends from school that she talks about during. Her oh, little... it's not her sister. No, I always thought it was her sister. I did, too. OK, so someone's going to pay attention to this movie at times, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, they don't specify it either way. It's just something I know. OK, it is. Fu- I, I don't know. I just find it all hilarious with that where, when she dyes her hair and everything and. That whole stuff is just hilarious to me. Yeah, the first time I saw this, when she's rinsing her hair in the, the bathtub and she's talking over it, couldn't understand a thing she says. Just like Tamara's like, I can't hear anything you're saying. But now I can't unhear it. It's like I know exactly what she says. I just <laughs> hear it clear as day. It's so weird. <laughs> You've seen the movie too many times. <laughs> oh, there's probably that. Uh, it's just funny. And like, you know, she gets the blue highlights, and which leads on to a joke. And she's like, I know how to get back at Scott. And she texts, and she texts Neil. You're so hot. Like the way that they text. I'm like, uh huh. But that makes sense. I mean, that's a very 17 year old thing, I feel. But I like the way they play it, too. Like when she first walks in, like he's like, Knives is here at the at the bar. Then she, you know, kisses Neil. (laughs) They're all like, I don't know. I just find it very funny. It it is pretty good. I I also like the the hair changing because there's two layers to that. As I've said before, one is she's kind of coming out of that shell. She's kind of growing a bit. And but for the second, but the second side of that is, not for a great reason you know she's doing it to get back at a boy or she's doing that yeah she's really just doing it to get back at scott you know uh, to win him hair. back yeah kind of win him back but also make him jealous yeah, to make him jealous like to yeah. in in the hopes that he will see the error of his ways and uh, come back into her arms again is that creepy when i said that word but you know well she's 17 she, uh, yeah no i get it <laughs> yeah and that's fine but it's it's uh again i like i like her growth in this and her her coming out of the shell and evolving into a different person. And actually, at the very end, very, very end, a wiser person. So yeah. no. she has good growth. Yeah, she's the only one in this movie who really does. And you could say Ramona does. But at the end of the day, she's still just as confused as she was before and and hesitant. But at least she's willing to kind of give it a go. And Michael Sarah, he of course, he changes. But it's because movie needs to finish, I think. <laughs> Because for video game reasons, he 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 evolved. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. And, the, and so this has one of my favorite lines in this movie. When so the the clash of demon head, they start playing, and you have you want to do the line with me, Mike? Oh, the that's Todd. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I thought you were going to talk, gonna talk about the his when uh, knives walks out in this year, and Ramona's like, "Who is that girl?" So I got Scott dated her. Yeah, briefly, briefly. How old is she? And then that's when we see his wheel of excuses. And it lands yeah. between <laughs> got a pee and who her. And it's I got a pee on her. It's a uh, pee. <laughs> but one of those wedges in the wheel is tell Pac-Man story. Which is uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I didn't catch that. I mean, I caught the pee on her, but I didn't see it, it was Pac-Man story. One of them. I probably paused it frame by frame back in the day. That's the only one I remember. I just love that. I just love that joke when he's like, yeah, that's uh, the guy in base. Yeah, that's Todd. I know, you know, and you hear, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, no. (laughs) I love that line so much. Really good. 
I also love this song. I listened to this whole song many, many times. I went there was one day I was driving to work and it was like half an hour drive. And I played this song nonstop on the road. Luckily I was by myself. My wife would have not been okay with that. <laughs> She'd been irritated. Uh-huh. She's which irritated my it? love for Taylor Swift too. Which which song is it? Called Black Sheep, I think. Is that the yeah. name of the song? That's, that's the... I think it's the name of the song. I think Metric is the name of the band. Yeah, if you sure it's Black Sheep. Yeah. But also Brie Larson, who plays Envy, she did the voiceover or not the voice, she did the vocals for the song. Yeah, at oh, least really? this version of it. Yeah. In the regular version, someone else, but I like I love this version of with her vocals. I don't know what product is this movie, but like Free Larson does a great job at this. Mm-hmm. Tiff did not did not recognize her. I'm like, that's Brie. she's like, she's like that's <laughs> Larson White. Yep, that's Free Larson. In my wife the same, yeah, my wife had the same thing. She, I'm like, yo, that's, that's that's Brie Larson. She's like, she said, oh, okay. She's like, wait, like from Cap Captain Marvel? I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah, Captain Marvel. She's like, oh. really? Okay. And it, Brie Larson, of course, was also in Room. And she's oh, excellent. That's, in that's room. a tough movie to watch. Not cool, boy. Excellent, but boy, I mean, boy. yeah, it's a great movie, but ooh, it, that's it, a challenging it movie. That's a challenging so, film to watch. Scott dates Captain Marvel. He beats Captain America, Superman, and Katara from Avatar. <laughs> I do love that. I I just love I just love the scene. I love the way that everything works with the scene. Everybody's looking at each other. The I love this song. I've listened to the song so many times. Uh, it's just one of my favorite parts. Yeah, it's it's really great. I'll actually ask Michael since you are you are the the fan of this film. Um, what's your favorite? I'll say boss fight or favorite X fight. Uh, I really like the Katanage twins with the uh the electric beasts that kind of mm-hmm. duke it out. But I really like that threshold song that they play during it too. Yeah. But Roxy versus Ramona is pretty great too. Yeah, it is really good. Yep. Towards the okay. Yep. Yeah, cool. that's a good scene too. Just curious. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just love the song so much. Like I've listened to this, you should listen to the song, but her version is I like better. Her I like her voice, and because of this movie. <laughs> but yeah, it's called Black Sheep, and the band is Metric. Yeah, yeah. And they have a YouTube video on there with her vocals, the Brie Larson's vocals. So I'm listening to it right now. And <laughs> then you have them backstage, and I like all the interactions with them backstage too. This is where you have another scene that I love where. Her boyfriend Todd is just an asshole and a Super Saiyan too for some reason. But we'll uh-huh. give him that. And I love the part where I forget why, but Knives and geeks out because she's like, "I punched the, I, you know, I, I kissed the lips that kissed the lips of a celebrity uh-huh. or something like that." I kissed the lips that kissed your lips because she finds out that Scott and Envy used to date, and she gets a little emoji face. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, the emoji uh-huh. face. Yeah. And then he and then Todd punches her for some reason, and he punches punches the highlights out of her hair. I don't uh, that whole thing. I understand again the movie playing things up for chuckles. I don't know that With an abusive asshole. Yeah, it rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, oh, am I hitting a girl? It's like, well, I know you're gonna be the evil villain. I I understand you have a giant three on your chest. Okay, I understand you're the bad guy that we have to fight in this third boss battle. But <laughs> um, I don't know. That just really rubbed me the wrong way. You know. I'm not saying a girl can be involved in violence, obviously, but I know a guy hitting a girl just kind of just rubs me the wrong way. I didn't, I didn't, uh, that I was a little useless. Say in the comic, it's actually envy that he punches because he's having a fling with the third member of Clash of Demon Head, which we don't really get introduced to in this movie. The drummer. Her, yeah, her name's Lynette. They have a, a little thing, and envy finds out and they fight. I want to oh. say it's her that he punches. Okay, I'm gonna, I might have to read this comic. So like you'll you'll recognize a lot of stuff from this movie. They just kind of like transplant it and use it in different places. Okay. Yeah. So then we have so this is the point where we have the battle against three. Um again, another neat little 
I, I like this battle. He has the telekinesis powers. Like you say, he goes Super Saiyan. His hair gets all spiky. <laughs> and I didn't catch that uh-huh. when I was younger, but that's 100% what it is. I yeah. even made that joke this morning when, when uh, Envy says, oh, you don't know Scott uh, Todd's vegan. I said, you didn't know Todd's Saiyan. <laughs> yeah, I legitimately like Super Saiyan. And yeah, this is a good fight, too. Again, another overpowered opponent that he's not going to be able to defeat with re- traditional means. So he he fools him and tricks him into drinking half and half, half, and half. of soy. <laughs> that, this is probably one of my favorite bits of the movie. This is this is up there in terms of just clever, just being clever. And this movie is very clever and inventive. Like it, there's no no lack of inventiveness in this movie, which is I, I think one of my favorite things about it. I love this concept of him drinking the the half and half, and then the vegan police showing up. <laughs> In like a leather vest, it's just so on the nose, and it's on the nose, but very funny. I, I, who's the other actor? I know it's Thomas Jane, the old Punish guy that played Punisher one time, and then I forget who the other actor is. I really don't know. Looks like Clifton Collins Jr., which I don't recognize. Okay, it's so funny though when they come and they're like, You ate chicken, he's like, Chicken, not not vegan. (laughs) No one leaned less in just as gelato. Gelato isn't vegan, it's egg, milk, and eggs, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) great line. I really I still love it. the chicken part when he's like, yeah. and you had chicken parmesan. He's like, chicken's not vegan. Chicken is a vegan. Well, because he also looks to the left and right like, oh, I know. I know. I screwed up there. <laughs> it's a daisy. And he tries to get out of it. Oh, it's so freaking funny, though. Chicken is a vegan. That's very funny. <laughs> like, how stupid are you? I, don't, I just I, I just found that so hilarious. I mean, everything with that. But I, what I wanted to make the joke earlier is I love the line when he's like, he punched the highlights out of her hair. He punched the highlights out of her hair. Like, I don't know. I found that funny. Mm-hmm. I found it less funny after Bill kind of made a good point, but I'm still funny. <laughs> <laughs> he, he made the line is still funny, but, but what's happening is not funny. Like, okay, this is yeah, this is yeah, bad. yeah. But yeah, the line, yeah. I, I can't get over. The line was just funny. To me. What is funny is Brandon Routh having his powers sapped away by a green energy since he was really? Superman. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> true. Good point. Very I wonder. Good. Yeah, he was already Superman at this point, too. Yeah. Like one that movie, movie that didn't do very good. I like that movie a lot. I do. It's a good movie, but it did really bad in theater. Oh, yeah. I mean, People it, hate that movie. Which one is this? Uh, he was in, he's in Superman Returns. Oh, OK. In 06. Yep. 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 I remember seeing that in not caring too much about it and it's not, not a bad he... film. It's just that they try to continue the story from the original Superman movies. Yeah. Because he looked a lot. A sequel to two. Yeah. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. I, I still, I think he's a great actor though. Yeah. yeah we'll get there someday. Good moment. Awesome. Great. Well, and then you have Scott yeah. being a real asshole after the party to Ramona. Oh. This, I think is a good, like it really shows you how much of an act, like, shitty he is like he's mean to her he i think they, they go to a bar and they start drinking and he keeps being an asteroid like there any and they, he has a real bad comment like there anyone here you haven't slept with i cringed i took a deep a, ooh, that's a rough one and he's he is just exhausted like he's like almost like an is it worth it and he's now frustrated because he's now fought three of these ex exes and he she's not really giving him any much, any much more emotionally, probably. I mean, kind of is, but still reserved. And he's just tired. And he's just being, yeah, like you said, just the really big jerk about it. And she has yeah. that beat where she goes, well, you're, you're being a jerk now. Yeah. Because she makes a note. She makes it. She says something to the effect of you. Oh, what was it? She says, you're, you're, to be fair, you're one of the, you're the nicest boyfriend I've ever had. Yeah. And 
And then she's, and then a few minutes later, she's like, well, now you're not yeah. <laughs> now you're just being a jerk like everyone else. He asked if she's ever dated someone who isn't a total ass. And she said, you're, you're not a total, so far you're not a total ass. Yeah. Later. So, well, now you're being a total ass. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> she's not wrong. Yeah. And he I, has no right to be that much of an asshole. Says that he's just another evil ex waiting to happen, which is, whew, that's a hit. That's a toughie too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I like those lines. I like the fact that, like, she's recognizing, like, that she, you know, not dating the best people. Mm-hmm. Because Scott is not the best people. <laughs> no. And she's always, it feels like she's always waiting for the other shoe to drop on her boyfriends. Like, she's always waiting for them to turn into some sort of jerk, some sort of, you know, uh, just yeah, just some sort of jerk, you know, and do something to ruin. She's always expecting someone to disappoint her. Yeah, she's uh, just waiting for disappointment. When in reality, is any everyone's going to disappoint you at some point? That's just relationships. This is how it yeah. works. Yeah, well, she tells us at some point, which is fine because everyone's no one's perfect, obviously. But but it's not her fault. He really is just being an awful, awful you know, ass at that point. Yeah. So she tells in all of her backstories that she's not really the best kind of person either. No, no. She, yeah, she dates Matthew for a week and a half, and then tells him to get lost. She dates. Lucas until Todd walks by. Uh, it's like you, you get what you give, really. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it shows pretty quickly that, you know, she's not a good person either, just like him. Mm-hmm. I can still consider him worse, but that's just because. But yeah, none of them are good people. <laughs> that's what I, I don't think I realized that before when I watched the movie before that every single person in, in this movie uh, is bad. Everyone's nice. I relate to bad Kim. People. Kim's a cynical asshole, so I can relate to that. <laughs> I like Absolutely. Kim. She just keeps shooting herself in the head like, OK, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, this, this this movie. Everything out of her mouth is sardonic, scathing meanness. Absolutely. It's it's really fun. She's she's great. I, yeah, she's great. And at the bar, this is when Roxy attacked. And I, I thought there's some really funny stuff in here. There's a few things I don't think age very well. Like she makes a comment where she's like, I was bi curious. Yeah. Wow. I feel like that didn't age well, but I do like the joke when she's like, oh, I'm bi furious. And I'm like, okay, that's okay. <laughs> it's a good line. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's of its era. You can't, I mean, you know, come on. Yeah, no, it's of its era. You can't kill it for it. I, I agree, though, but yeah. But I got I just, and it, it's a good fight, too. Like, I like it that Ramona gets involved and she fights in this one. Uh huh. She pulls a hammer get, out of her purse. We got a pink versus screen instead of the normal blue. Oh, I didn't catch that. Bill, did, cool. what do you what do you have for your video game references in this thing? Because there's there's a handful. Well, let me look at my list here. Um, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, let's see. I we, I don't think we mentioned the Final Fantasy II baseline. <laughs> yeah, that he plays against Todd later. Yeah. too. Oh, is that the one? He, oh, is that the one he plays against Todd? It's one of the things he pulls out. Okay. He's okay. Uh, there's a level up. It's a two player mode. I guess uh, maybe I missed them. Maybe I missed some. Then I don't know if I have it again. My my list was not ordered in terms of like. You know, of of what scene <laughs> they were in, they were just uh, has, oh, you know, yeah, hasty scribbles. So I really don't have much context to them. So yeah, I'll, I, I will lean on you for that one. So Roxy's got like a whip sword, kind of like Ivy Valentine's from Soul Calibur. Yes, I caught that. Her last name is Richter, like a certain Belmont that also uh-huh. uses a whip. Oh, I didn't catch that. And uh, Ramona's hammer's got a star on it, kind of like DDDs from Kirby. Wow, I I didn't I caught the star, but it didn't make the connection. And yeah, I don't, I never really played Soul Calibur, so I don't know that one. So, but yeah, that's this. Maybe the star's on the bag. I can't remember, but yeah, I got I got I can't I can't remember. But man, I gotta read the I gotta finish cool. reading the books because they are they are rife with video game references. Like when they're at the 
the show and they're going backstage, Scott sees the save point in the corner. He's thinking about saving his game before going to see Envy. <laughs> smart, <laughs> stupid shit like that. It's great. Uh, anyway. There's a lot of stupid stuff. It's just so funny. Like I, I mean, all I could think about when I watched the fight in this time was the fact that of uh, Soul Calibur. Because that's what it really made me think of. She has a hammer. She has the IV sword. I'm like, this has got to be a Soul Calibur reference. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's cool. But that's what makes it just. I mean, and then he, and then finally he finds out that he has to beat her. It has to be his fist. So like, then he's like, oh, I won't hit a girl. So Ramona just kind of takes over and pushes <laughs> yeah, him around. Clever. Very clever. Yeah, no. very, very, very clever way of kind of getting around that. It's, it's good stuff. And then he finally finds her weak point. Oh boy, <laughs> here's a weak point, which is like the back of her knee. And of course, she has like a little moment as she as she explodes into a flurry of coins. And uh, again, yeah. really, really fun. Again, very video gamey. Find the weak point, exploit the weak point, win the battle. But it works in this context. It's it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh, and it took him. We didn't. T- I mean, to skip ahead or earlier, but when you throw in that that package, it took him three thirty three takes to get that package yep. in the garbage can. It's in the uh, the outtakes on the DVD. That's what I'm watching right now on YouTube. <laughs> I just saw it. I'm like, God damn, that's a lot of takes. But this, uh, the back of the knee thing is another thing they translocate from the book because it's, I think it's Envy fighting Ramona and Scott tells Ramona that Envy's weak point's the back of her knee. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, I'm going to have to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to read that comic soon. I really think I'm going to. Well, then we have to do an episode on it. Well, you know we're going to. <laughs> All right, then I have, and then this is, I think, oh, this is when she gives him the laminated list, because he's like, would you have a list that's laminated? And she gives him the list, and and it's laminated of her exes. Yeah, for the last two, or three, I guess. Yeah, because you have the twins, and you have the other one. But you can kind of see the relationship is kind of starting to fall apart at this point. Like, I, they, like they don't talk for like a day, a couple days or something. Mm-hmm. And this is when you have, like, they're signing, they're, they're practicing for the band versus band thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all throughout this, we we, we kind of breeze through it, but the whole the sub the secondary plot here is the band trying to get signed from uh, Mr. G, uh, as he's known. Obviously, we all learn who Mr. G is in probably about ten minutes or so. I, which I like this. I like this idea of the band trying to make it as if as if you'd ever have a battle of the bands tournament where the winner gets a record deal like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but it, it's it's a fun little kind of side story to everything that's going on here. His band is still trying to make it. Like there's st- and the and the guy who plays the uh, the acoustic guitar is just like we gotta tr- we gotta just moving forward. You know, always thinking about the band while his bass player is literally video game fighting <laughs> super seans and coming up it, coming up a bunch of uh, dragons, two two energy dragons from two DJs, a, a are, sort of double dragon, if you will. <laughs> it is a double dragon. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Well, they called. Gideon, they call him G-Man, which is a Half-Life reference. Of course, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't yeah. get that. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> I've never played Half-Life, that's why. I need Keep to saying, that. you gotta change that. I'm going uh, to, I'm going to put it on I the show you, one day, I, just because I, 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 know. I know. you I are. need to play it. It's great. It bothers me that I've never got around to it. I might as well just do Black Mesa at this point. I mean, God. that really, I mean. I wouldn't, yeah. Well, I want to play the original one just to play the original one. So. so so anyway, so we so I guess we're gonna I guess we can just fast forward to Ramona's got the green hair and they take on the twins um in this very strange like stage against stage wall of amplifiers against wall of amplifiers. <laughs> again, that wouldn't be a thing, but again, in the context of this film where nothing really everything's a subversion of what makes sense. I, I kinda like I like that. You know, this idea of this actual battle and I'm furiously playing. I forget which song. Yeah, you mentioned what song they were playing. Yeah, this is Threshold. Threshold. And 
good, good song, actually. A lot, really good. And the ADM guy he hit one note. <laughs> and just hold that note. And I'm like, that's kind of basically a lot of EDM. Just <laughs> listen to SoundCloud EDM. <laughs> so, but it's a fun fight. This is, again, another fun abstraction, right? He he creates a gorilla. He takes on the double dragons. And it's, uh, it's, it's a neat little abstraction. And then, of course, there he's victorious. They explode in more coins. They win that battle of bands by default because I guess if the other band explodes, the you other win. band wins. You That's win. how they won the first round, actually. That's true. We didn't talk about it, but Matthew's demon hipster chicks hits Clash and the Boys with the fireball and descent. Oh, I just kill them. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> okay, I didn't catch that. And this is also when you first see Ramona with green hair for the first time. Yeah, which I think is another thing. Like you said, it's been a while since I talked. I think this is another time passage thing to show you that it's kind of a little further in the future. Yeah, yeah, week or so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He also gets so his one up, which is uh, which obviously is a signaling for the end of the movie. Not exactly the most subtle signaling for the end of the movie. <laughs> it works. It's fine. Funny. It's fine. I tell. I know it's totally fine. Well, plus the line right before he gets it, I gotta get a life. <laughs> he grabs the life, yeah. the one up. It's not exactly Chekhov's gun here. <laughs> that is hilarious. I love yeah. it. That's good. And then I'm getting a life. Ding. I love that it's straight out of the video game too. That looks just like his head in that game. It's fun. Mm-hmm. So the game wasn't. Did the game come out before this movie or after this oh, movie? I can't remember. It was about the same time because oh, really? I actually I saw the game first. It's like some game stuff. Game spot. God, not game stuff. We don't talk about them. Some game spot video showed. It's just like this sizzle reel of E3 stuff, and I saw this 2D beat 'em up. I'm like, what the hell is this? So I kind of looked into it. Found out it was called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and I searched for it, and then found the movie trailer. Like, well, crap, this is awesome. Guess I should have said that at the top of the episode when he asked my history with this. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So, uh, it was about the same time, I think. I just forgot it. I've, I've never finished the game. I played it a little bit, but I'm I, it's, one, it's something I wanted to get around to one day. The last boss is hard. You can also level up in that game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, which you have to, or else you're going to get stomped. Any game I can level up and I can beat. And yeah, it, and Bloodborne. It also came out in 2010. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, yeah. and this is when Gideon then signs the sex bombs. And he also, this is also the point moment where he's, and I, I love, I really like. My wife actually pointed this out this morning when we were talking about it. Was she? It, we all in our lives, we've all probably had a relationship where a person that we know is bad for us, but we keep going back anyway. And she it's very it's well represented in the in the chip in the back of her neck, which we'll see in a bit. But she's going to go back with him because something about Gideon attracts her and she knows it's a bad thing. It's like it's not an addiction. That's that's a that's a really harsh word to say. But she really that's it's almost that kind of energy where I know you're bad for me, but I'm going to keep on keeping on because I don't know. I just do. And it's it's a very real thing. And she never is ever happy with him. She's just resigned to being with him. You know, like this is just what's going to be. And I'm not going to be happy, but at least I'm here with someone for some reason attracted to and some reason drawn to. Uh-huh. It's even just drawn to. It's it's not attracted. So I I it's very sad. You know, it's sad that she's in the she and of course he signs a sex bomb He doesn't sign <laughs> he doesn't sign Scott Pilgrim's Scott Pilgrim, all he wants to do is just take him on and get Ramona back. Yeah. He could care less about the record contract at that point. And the rest of the group, of course, signs the contract and and she goes off. 
I think this might be the moment. This was this probably. Oh, sad Scott. Is this the one this where he's kind of walk, yes. yeah, walking around like the streets of Toronto, banging his head against like you know telephone poles and goes thonk, thonk, thonk. <laughs> that was the moment, thonk, 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 where I said to myself, like, okay, I'm getting this is getting tiresome. <laughs> all the words coming out of people's heads and all like the love that he has to blow away and all the black bars around the mouth. It's all fine. But at this point, I'm like, can this movie just give me a moment to breathe? Can I just breathe and just take in a moment of someone struggling with a thing without the words thonk, thonk, thonk? Like, <laughs> take a breath movie. Uh, but this movie does not take breaths. It's This movie is slowed there for a bit, but then it was right back into with his saying his sister comes and it kind of gives him, I guess, <laughs> advice, kind of. Yeah, this is one of the times that she called, refers to him as little brother, even though she's the younger one, but he acts like <laughs> a child. Yep, yep. <laughs> like, did you see a future with this girl? Like, with jetpacks? <laughs> Good <laughs> God, dude. <laughs> Doesn't oh stop. God. We are an hour and a half into this movie, and we are still doing this. And that's what's annoying, too. This, this kid doesn't, doesn't arc he just levels up and mm -hmm. that's not how life works I mean, sometimes i guess like you just a realization hits you and you you kind of grow in a moment i guess but anyway we will continue on <laughs> it's just um, and then this is i think when you have gideon then calls him and then they go he goes to the club which yeah is also interesting this, this the call is this the chaos theater yes yep chaos okay. theater you made a reference that i did not know it was a reference <laughs> to earlier today i'm not surprised with you too why? What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> uh, assuming, well, you guys are kind of thick. I mean, you guys don't get the Earthbound references. You know? yeah. <laughs> Bill famously hating on Earthbound multiple times. I don't hate. I don't hate <laughs> Earthbound. I have I have strong criticisms of that game. I think most people would agree with me, even if you love it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but yeah, the the Chaos Theater is from Earthbound and is in Tucson in that game. Okay, good good stuff. Which it definitely is probably reference to, I'm assuming. So. Oh, it's got to be. Yeah. I can't see it not being. And it's okay. I mean, I don't get it. Because, I mean, I get it now, but I didn't catch it, of course. I'm not a, I played Earthbound once a few, I think a, a little bit before the podcast started. And the game didn't do anything for me. Yeah. The, uh, the structural, the structure of this club makes no sense. Because he goes in on the ground floor, takes two elevators down, and there's this big cavernous club down there. It's like a umbrella With a facility. With a ceiling? Yeah. Yeah. And with a, with, with a giant pyramid and a throne right in the middle yeah. of it. Yeah. That's great. My modern, my modern club or venue. It's just looks, it really does look like the worst, the worst <laughs> thing that Ikea could possibly make. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it is really just garish and awful. You know, but anyway, yeah, it is pretty bad. I, I love the fact that sex, Baba mom, they're dressed up in the same outfits, you know, and like, <laughs> say like, it was like frilly little, you know, not cummerbund, but like those little neck things. And I don't know, this very funny kind of where they are and what they, how quickly they've you now sold out. And I think mm -hmm. one of them mentions like, we're here to sell yeah. out. Oh, drummer, drummer, like we're here to sell out and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's what she says. Here to make Which again, it fits. Stuff. And I, I think she... it's also kind of a reference to bands too. Like the idea is, is that you, you know, to get signed by a record deal and you kind of are in a way selling out. I mean, Steven, his whole drive to this during this movie is to get signed. And then once he finally gets it, they're like, oh, this kind of sucks. Well, I mean, and I, I will always say that um, the, the term selling out is always a bit 
a bit weird for me. I don't I don't agree with the term selling out to the most for the most part. I think sometimes bands just, you know, they want to get successful and they want to reach a different to. audience. And there's really nothing wrong with that. And sometimes a band's music changes because when you do sell out, quote unquote, or when you do get signed to a record label, your life really does change. You're no longer poor. You have lots of money if you're successful. <laughs> and when you have lots of money, that changes you. It just yes. does. So anyway, but let's we can continue onward. So I think at this point, we're just now. This is when he confront. Yeah. Uh, Gideon for the first time. Yep. And you have that whole scene where he's like, I'm here to fight for her. Or I'm here to fight something about love. And he gets a sword. Oh. and he's, Scott gained the he's, power of love. Says, what? Uh, yeah. You're going to fight me for her. Why on earth would you want to do that? Because I'm in love with her. And then yeah, the sword pops out of his chest. Just awesome. What was the what was this? What was his what was his power up? Like, what was the name of his power up? The, the power of love. I did say the power of love. OK, yeah. the power of love. He gets his blue sword. He fights a bunch of goons. Really fun. Just just cutting him down like butter. Great. <laughs> Love it. But unfortunately, Gideon destroys his sword and uh, kills him. Right. Like, oh, no. Yeah. So you have a couple scenes. This yeah, is, yeah, you're you right. Also have Scott fights the goons and then Knife shows up to attack Ramona because Knife Knives thinks that Ramona stole Scott and hurt Scott. And this is when he says, why cheated did on you? And I cheated on her. Yeah. You too. Or like, this is where he kind of says it the first time. Then he gets killed. And the knives versus Ramona fight is really fun. I really, it's, it's, it was a lot of, it was cool. And again, this is cool to see knives. Like this is her full turn from this sheepish uh, schoolgirl, you know, to this, you know, knife wielding badass who's, <laughs> who's, who's fighting. And I, I really, again, I love her. Her arc is great. And she's my favorite character in the movie. Now by a good margin. Oh, also I mean, a good character. When you think, I mean, <laughs> not in terms of like characters, but as in like good morality. Yeah. yeah. Just a good person. Yeah. Because they're all bad. And then Scott gets killed. And this is when he see, he's in the desert. He's like, I'm dead. And he sees Ramona in the desert and realizes, oh, yeah, I have an extra life. And it, like, it replays a bunch of the movie like really fast. Where, he, oh, this, yes. where we see the chip, too. Where she says, oh, yeah. He, he says, literally has a way of getting into her head. No, uh, I like that his logo is the three G's, but it looks like an inverted Triforce. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Sacrilege. Yeah. His, his, and there's a lot of Zelda music in it. Or Zelda oh, yeah. Things. Game huh? too, but yeah, like I said, third time I've said game. <laughs> Miyamoto got an advanced screening of it. Did he? So oh, interesting. Like okay, cool. Because they had to get him to sign off to use the sure the fairy fountain music earlier. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and there's lots of other little Zelda things in there. That's cool. I didn't know that. Um, sound effects and Sonic sound effects. Yep. I think that helped makes this movie special too. Mm-hmm. Those all of those little touches are are, are nice they're, and they're fun, especially for people like us who enjoy retro games and games in general i think that's a, a fun thing i'm glad they yeah. were able to nintendo signed off on it i'm yeah. glad they were able to so um, also in a desert also the desert is when he kind of evidently learns something <laughs> i <laughs> i thinks. don't i don't know what he learns i really don't I I, I I i think i learned something but i'm dead he goes i'm like wait yeah. what did you learn i know that the, the final sword is self-respect well, he so, uh he says that he's he was fighting for her, and she says that maybe she wasn't the one he should have been fighting for. Basically, he needs to stand up for himself and not just let people push him around, I guess. But why? The way, no, because he's... He, don't be more self-centered. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm like. Don't be more self-centered. Be less self-centered. Yeah, you should fight for other people. That's actually a good thing. Like, yeah. that's that's actually good. You should be... I, my turn, my thing is like, Throughout that whole movie, he's now fighting for her. He's thinking of other people other than himself. I'm like, oh, that's an arc. And you're right. When he does, it's like self-respect. I'm like, wait, no, 
he doesn't need anymore. He's already a selfish, terrible person. Like, <laughs> I guess it's no. specifically against Gideon, who who's kind of a dick to him, the king of dicks. He he really is the king of dicks. <laughs> he is the dick king. <laughs> no, don't, don't Google man. that. No, <laughs> no, safe search on. Bestow this man a crown of dicks. <laughs> or he is the dick king. I, I, uh, yeah, I just, he's, he's just a fully terrible person. And I don't know. I just, I didn't think that was the right choice for like your moral center. Like to have more self-respect again, because when he cuts worse, he becomes honest. Like he actually becomes honest with people and he becomes empathetic. But that doesn't really come with self-respect. That's more of you growing and realizing that other people matter, you know, and not being the center of your own universe, which is what his main central problem is anyway. I don't know. It just really like at that point, I was like, I, what did you learn? I don't understand. So <laughs> also tired. worth pointing out that they had to write the entirety of this movie before the last volume of the book was out. So they might have been kind of rushed to just end it, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of dumb. I mean, not, that's dumb on their part for like, maybe you shouldn't let it finish before you start making a movie. Better than stuff like Aragon, I guess. Aragon was all written when they when they got the movie. <laughs> I know, but they, they sure didn't use it well. They didn't care. He junk. was just, he was young. I actually met the, I met the author of Aragon once at a book signing in Milwaukee. Have either, either of you read Jumper? No. No, I don't think so. Did you see the movie? Yes, once. It has nothing to do with the book. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, I know it bothers you. Yes, it does. That one's specifically the way the Aragon bothers my wife. Oh, <laughs> I had a signed copy of that book, but you're not anymore. All right. And then this is like you we were talking about. Yeah, we're talking about the self-respect sword. And, and then this is where he slashes Gideon in the face. And you have him tell he tells Knives and Ramona how he cheated on both of them. And Ramona's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how it's different here that he because he openly admits it, I guess. Before they had to like drag it out of him, so I guess it's better now. Well, that and he's more like he doesn't he he apologizes more than when the first he's like, well, I guess I cheated on you, but yeah. not really. Like he did. Yeah. He's more open about it and more forgive and and seems more upset about it. I guess the way to put it. I guess either way, he's still an asshole. But yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean that's really that's really the short and long of it. Yeah, but um, yeah. And then you have him. Oh, and you have this where yeah, Ramona says we both can be girls and kicks him in the balls. <laughs> Yep. That, that's really good. That's very, very good. Yeah. And then he beats like he and this is when he he kicks her down the stairs and you just see bad, bad, bad mm-hmm. and he keeps hitting her. Like I'm like, oh okay. The Ninja Ninja Revolution callback. Yeah, then you have the punch combo where they where knives and Scott team up and beat the shit out of Gideon and then they finally defeat him. Mm-hmm. I wish they'd done an extra egg from Chrono Trigger. That would have been cool. That would have been cool, damn it. I, want I was thinking of, the, thinking of that earlier when I was watching. I'm like, oh man, that would have been awesome. It really would have been. Damn it. Like an, We're not going to get aer- that, I'm pretty sure. An aerial shot, and then both of them just kind of cross over. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Nega Scott shows up. <laughs> and they're all ready to help him fight Nega Scott. And he's like, I got to do this on my own. And you see the scene where, like, they both leave and then they're waiting for him. He just comes out talking, like, oh yeah, we're going to go get, mm-hmm. we're going to get brunch. I'm going to steal a line from the CinemaSins video, basically talking about how much Scott is an asshole, that his evil twin is actually a really nice guy. <laughs> it's it's a very, yeah, that's a, that's a very good note. I like this. It, it ends, again, it ends with yet another subversion, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he's taking, he's facing off against the double dragon two doppelganger, and 
He just walks out with him getting brunch. It's nice. I, this is a cool, uh, cool subversion. Yeah. It, again, it shows, it just, it does show some growth from Scott, you know, and yeah, it's a nice little kind of deus ex, you know, subversion. It's like, I don't have to fight the bad guy. I can just, you know, trick him or befriend him. That's fine. So <laughs> or like, we're like, we have a lot in common. It's like, well, of course you do. You're yeah, the same, you're the same person. Silly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So this when, is, yeah, Spider-Man PS4 came out and it was revealed that Mr. Negative was going to be the big villain in that. My brother only referred to him as Nega Scott. Still to this day, we'll only call him call him Nega Scott because of this movie. <laughs> I bet he's happy about that, huh? If he knew. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He'd be disappointed if I didn't bring it up. <laughs> and then you have them. They come out of the club as friends. You have Ramona starts to leave and then he stays with knives, which he really shouldn't be but this is where knives tell him like go go with you know this is who you want it they go after her mm-hmm. i think it's pretty good i mean i have issues with it just because of it but i still thought it was pretty good yeah this is another thing that i think they even filmed him staying with knives because they weren't sure how the book was going to end oh wow i oh. i'm very glad they didn't do that and i like the fact knives says to him again this come kind of completes her arc and maturing and growing up a little bit in the course of this craziness. Hey, no, you've been fighting for her the whole time, which is really what was happening. Again, this whole fighting for yourself thing is just strange. But you've been fighting for all the time. Go get her. And a couple things are there. She recognizes that he is he is what she she is who he wants. Like she not I'm sorry. Ramona is the one he really wants, is the one he's connected to because he's been fighting for her because. He never fought for her. She was just there. She was just existed next to him because he was unable to share himself with anybody. So she recognizes, no, you love her without using the L word. You love her. Go after her. You've been fighting for her this whole time. And secondly, I don't want to be second best because Mm -hmm. if she walks away from you, I'm your second choice and I'm not going to be your second choice. And that I think is very, very mature and, and, and strong from someone who was infatuated with Scott through this entire movie to imply, and maybe that's not in the text and maybe I just read into that. I think that's powerful. And that's why I love this character because she's basically saying that she's saying, I'm not going to be your, your B girl. And clearly she's your a, so go after your a, like, this is what you've been fighting for. Give it a shot. You try, maybe try, maybe you'll fail, but I'm not going to be your number two. I'm not going to be your second choice. And I think that's great. I think that's really strong. Won't be your silver medal. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. And then the the final scene is them walking out the door together, and I like that. Yeah, the uh, inexplicable. The yeah, the extra dimensional doors. Yeah, I thought it was good. And that wraps up the movie. We get the countdown at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah countdown. Right. And then I turn it on at the very end of the credits. Uh, Pixel Scott from the game comes out and beats up the the end text. Oh, oh I didn't. Cool. I didn't wait for it. Yeah, cool. There's also a chiptune rendition of Threshold during the credits. Oh, I was done. <laughs> <laughs> Bill was definitely done. Yes, no question there. Well, I did also went to bed, so I'm like, oh, gotta turn this movie off, take out the dog, and get to bed. Cool. So, yeah. All right, that brings us to Shelf Stacker Box. And Mike, why don't you go first? It's going to be on the shelf, and if you really need me to go into detail, you can start the episode over. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much more I could say. Seen this so countless times, my wife and I quote it pretty much on a daily basis. So it's a good one. 
All right, and I'll go next. I'm also going to put this on the shelf. I really enjoyed it. I've always enjoyed it. I think I always will. It's just one of those movies that's just up there, one of my favorites. So I'm so glad we finally got to cover it. And now for the fun take. What about you, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this is going to go in the stack. This is, this is a very this is a solid stack movie. I, I'm critical of this because, like I said before, it's visually dazzling. It's it's a it's a it's a get a visually dazzling movie. It's inventive. It has a lot of great ideas. It references video games really well in a, in a positive way. It references anime in a very positive way. It has all the hallmarks of the kind of game. A uh, game. That's the eighth time I've said this <laughs> kind of movie that I that I'd be very attracted to. I just think that the characters are very thin. I, I read a review. I read some reviews after this, uh, after kind of I formulated my opinion. And I read some reviews and one of the reviews said, this is like a feather on the breeze. And I'm like, that's exactly what this movie is. It's a very lightweight, airy movie. There's no substance to this, in my opinion. There's some stuff here, right? Because Edgar Wright's a very talented director. So there's yeah. stuff here. But there's not enough to make this where like it was a really emotionally impactful movie. Uh, the best version of this film is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which is this, which came out this year in 2021. Never seen 20, it. Yet. Whatever. Yeah. It's excellent. It has all the visual flair and inventiveness and cleverness of Scott Pilgrim, not the same kind, but has emotional depth and a core that's actually beautiful and touching. So. That is the best version of this. This is like a fun video game that doesn't have much in the way of character developments or a plot or anything. But I would like to keep it on the stack in case I get like a new TV and I want to like throw on a 4K <laughs> Blu-ray and just watch all the awesome video- awesome visuals blind me for, for half an hour as I watch them. So yeah, so this is a stack for me. I, I enjoyed my time with it. My wife hated it. I was going to um, say, so, so give it, give a, quick summation of what your wife would rate this oh this would be a three i mean, this would, she would throw this this is a throw into a campfire and dance around the flames she damn she hated this so much oh my god i was surprised i didn't think she was gonna love it but i didn't think she was gonna loathe it that's her thing that was, that was, and that was her thing too she's i think it was just too much and it was a lot of like it's because this movie is extremely exhausting like i've said it before it's a tiring movie especially if you're older an older gentleman <laughs> like I, I'm over 40, and I think this movie plays different for 40 year olds than probably even 30 year olds. Because I saw it for the first time when I was 30, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I still think it's fun, but I, I a lot of it was just exhausting. And by the time it was over, I was very much so ready for it to be over. I was like, okay, we're we're done. So still a stack for me, and uh, an easy stack. So yeah, glad I saw it though. Glad I saw it again. It really was. I'm, I'm, it's one of those. I glad I'm, I was able to form a like a modern opinion of it. You know. I'm glad we finally covered it. it. It feels good to get this one off done off my list of random crap that I want to cover on the show. <laughs> so the problem is now I want to play the game and I want to want to read the comic and report about all that too. So we'll see. That's what that, that's what, that's what opened that can of worms right now for me. <sighs> all right. And Bill, where can people find you at? Oh, sorry. I, I can, can be too. found at, yeah. <laughs> if you listen to this show at any, any juncture, you know this. But I, I do a show called The Gamer Looks at 40. It's a uh, retrospective of kind of the history of games as told through people's personal stories. It's uh, it's it's neat. This is being recorded in uh, early August. I think I may have to go on a mini hiatus for August and October, August and September because my work life becomes 80 hours a week. Well, this won't I, release till September, so. Okay. Oh, there you go. Well, perfect. Okay, great. Well, at this point, you've probably heard a lot of best ofs and just random content that's probably already been played. But anyway, um, <laughs> when the show is uh, just firing on all cylinders, it's a series of interviews with friends and bloggers and 
people do YouTube and streamers and all sorts of other stuff and podcasters mainly talking about stories of, of gaming, like the, the way stories, stories of how gaming affected their lives and, you know, why they like certain games and series. So it's a neat program. I do hope you give it a go. Uh, a a game looks like 40. I think I, I am a fan. I think it's quality. <laughs> I mean, I think that's, that's the way I always word it when I promote it. I, well, it's, a, it's a quality show. I mean, this I don't, I don't call this a quality show in that same. This is something different. I don't know. Yeah, we've what? both been on it, so it can't be that good. <laughs> hey, listen. I mean, <laughs> some of my favorite stories have come out of uh, Mr. Mike here. I really, they really have. the The N sixty four Hawaiian Punch is is one of my. I, I just yeah. Less our rip the N sixty four. But yeah, so uh, yeah, Gamer looks at forty four zero on uh, Twitter, and then there's a link tree in the bio. Click that. All the podcasting things are there. You know what to do. You listen to enough of these things. So uh, I say do every like. Week. I know you do. Thank you, sir. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you watched a bunch of good and bad movies with me, so hey. Yeah, you watched one of the worst movies that we ever watched for the show, Reanimator or Sin City. I'm not sure which one was worse for me. It's up there. Sin City's much worse. It's <laughs> a league worse. Wow. That's wild. Reanimator was tough. It's fantastic. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps you should buy a pen, Mr. West. Oh, God. It's so good. <laughs> right, if you enjoyed this episode... Thing. There's other 350 other episodes. We do movies. We do comics. Sometimes we do TV seasons. We just do all sorts of crap, whatever floats our boat. So go listen to all our, our huge catalog. If you want to interact with the with the hosts, we have a Discord now that we just started recently, but at this time, not recently, but there's a Discord, so go join that. You'll see a link in the show notes. We have a Patreon for the little as a dollar. You can vote in our Patreon polls, so there's a link in the show notes to that. Go do that, please. It's a dollar, and I have I have polls every month. This You should be hearing this in September. There will be two polls. So Ooh, you're, we'll go, go sign up. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fury. You can follow her on TikTok. And I, and oh, we're, yeah. Discord. Hmm? Discord. I said Discord. Did you? Yeah. Okay. You I just zoned out like I do when I say it. I was apparently like... the one that wasn't paying attention then. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we have Discord. This. No one has to know. Link in the show notes. I'm not eating this out. This is the alpha. I don't care. <laughs> and I can't remember if I said, but we're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Follow us Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We're everywhere. Go, you Google us, you'll find us. Hey, we're on Discord, too. I need to get the Discord become more, eventually, if I keep playing with it. So, yeah, I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.